Hey, let's start the show. It's May 23rd, 2013. Welcome to This Is Only Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Smith and we have a full house today. Norman Chan, sitting there Hello. with the surface. How you doing? And Diet Coke. Diet Coke surface. You are. You look like a man ready to podcast. I am ready to podcast. Uh, directly to your left, returning to us for a let's say limited time appearance. Gary Weta. Hello. And to my right, Bradley Shoemaker of Giant Bomb and Giant Bomb. <laughs> Here for one night only. One night only. Morning, nine o'clock. We're only. starting this real early today. No encore. So. This yep. is a very special episode. This is special a, guest stars. W- this is, you know, I'm glad that you guys are all here to, you know, really sit down and take note and appreciate the sea change that's happened in the last few days. And what is that exactly? Well, th- we all, as a, as an internet, have agreed that the correct pronunciation of the acronym GIF. <sighs> Is Jeff? I thought we weren't going to talk about this. I'm not. I, honestly, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to legitimize. Yeah, all it. it's important is Will's going to refuse to engage. That's or should I only say? Only thing that's important. Or should I say engage? Only, only gonna, thing important. I refuse to engage with you on this. Well, it, issue. it's a simple. <laughs> it's a simple rule of pronunciation, right? You pronounce the acronym the way that the English would have it pronounced. I you don't mean, say. I, I, I would. I would only say. <laughs> and it's not a rule. It's just a preference. I would only say that the acronym should reflect the pronunciation of the word that's being shortened from. Absolutely. Graphic. So then that's the word graphic is pronounced with a hard G, yep. so it makes sense that GIF would be a hard so G. So then have you fired your lassers today? I don't understand. Lasser, laser is an acronym. Hey, Will, how many Christmas gifts did you get last year? Uh, I, I didn't get that many because yeah. we were saving for baby stuff. But thanks for bringing that up, Brad. I bet not. Um, so, so to follow on Gary's argument, yes. it's a bad way to verbally commu- communicate information. Because uh-huh. if you've never seen the extension written out before and you were to say GIF to somebody, they might think it was written with a J. Well, then they're clearly idiots. How about this? It also, it also precludes the uh, possibility of ever having a JIF extension. Because uh, that pronunciation no, I'm okay, I'm okay already with no taken. JIF extensions. Might, it's, I, it's, might I just suggest that there is bigger shit to worry about. You're probably right. Like, like, really like the number one thing matter. on the top of our the show top notes. Of the it, list. Is, it is mild, top of the list. It is mildly, it's not even. It's mildly irritating. The top of the list. I think it's Mike Micah, who, a man who uh, I respect a lot, is a, is a GIF man. Like, it's when you find yeah. out that someone that you thought was pretty cool is a GIF person, <laughs> like, that really sullies your you know, opinion. I, I heard that Jake Rodkin was on Team GIF, too. And, oh, and really? That, that just oh, man, it's all going downhill. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like I look at all you poor gift people, and I look at you, and I'm I'm a little sad for you because you're living in a dark, unenlightened world. Do you feel? I, I, I don't mean, see how that's different from any other obviously, day. obviously, what a lot Fair of enough. people are saying is that if the creator of the word says it's pronounced that way, that that's the final. That's word. why we're talking about. But do you this. but do you feel that the do you feel that's legitimate that the creator of a word should have authority on how it should be pronounced? Um, so part of me says that. You know, with something that is m- most language evolves over time, right? So, for example, the rules of uh, everything Unless evolves you're over French. time. Well, except Unless for the French. You're French. Fair enough. Um, like the rules of baseball evolved over time. The rules of basketball. It took them twenty years to decide that the the bottom of the peach basket that they were throwing the basketballs Ten into years. was yeah. it 10? I thought it was Ten twenty. Years. Yeah. Should have a hole. 
so that the ball can fall straight through. And then add the 24 second time clock. Right. Right. You listen. I listened to the yes. same episode. All listen to podcast, invisible the same other day. Um, that stuff evolves over time. However, when you're talking about something like uh, an acronym f- that is just created out of thin air, for example, the CompuServe graphics interchange format, uh, <laughs> you should you should pronounce it the way the creator intended. We don't call it Microsoft Windows. It's Windows. That's. I'm, we don't we don't capitalize but, but, the B but, in but, Xbox, but, but Windows because isn't Microsoft an acronym. says the correct capitalization well, is Windows is an capital acronym. X. You, you have to B. come up with a better example. Okay, lasers than that. then. Laser is a better example, right? Because the light S in laser amplification, is something something. It's synergy. Light or amplification by simulated emission of radiation. Nice job. Ooh. So the amplified would be a, I guess that's a hard A. Yeah. An a instead of it an would a be lasers. So technically, you would say lasser. Yeah, I like that word. Lasser. Lasser. You're a, you're, don't, get, you're yeah. don't lazer me. Don't tazer me. Ta- tazer is a different thing. That's well, a brand. Also, it's a different acronym. Tazer isn't an acronym either. Well, maybe it is. It is an acronym. Really? Yeah. What does this stand for? To uh, the internet, Chan. I, that's, that's no fact checking. No, no, we do fact checking on this Aww. podcast. It's a much better. It's better when we do that. Yeah. Really I feel upset. like I feel like we've covered this. whatever interest this subject holds. I feel like we've we've <laughs> wrung it out. The I, towel I, is now dry. In, in about the first ten seconds. Yeah. I just thought it was amazing because it was the first time anybody said mentioned the Webbies in a in any kind of like context that wasn't what? kind of ironic in a long time. Taser stands for Thomas A. Swift's electric rifle. <laughs> what? Oh my God. There you go. That's the wow. best thing I'm going to hear today. So taser, so Thomas taser, a. Electric, so it works. Well, yeah, but until we, we would have to know what the A in Thomas A. Smith stands for in order to have a definitive ruling on that, right? Probably Alva, because electrical people all clicking have on the Alva. Thomas Swift Wikipedia page. Was he the guy who invented the taser? No, no, he was the childhood hero of the guy who invented the taser. Wow. It's like, AK, it's like AK-47, which also took its uh, initials from the creator. Well, but the you, gun, oh, you mean the Aftermath Kalashnikov? Yeah. Yeah, but, but wasn't that also the name of the gun foundry? Uh, I, thought, I thought Kalashnikov was the guy who designed it. Oh, maybe. maybe. I, might, I might be wrong. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, Aftermath Kalashnikov, and the 47 is the, the year in which it was, so was uh, invented. Oh, okay, I was going to say he made 47, 46 other guns. He's a regular, uh, <laughs> regular Iron Man. Still, still, still widely recognized as one of the uh, uh, most reliable guns in the world. Not that so, I'm a gun person or anything, but apparently people really really like it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's reliable and cheap. It's a yeah. workhorse. Um, we, sh- we mentioned this only because Steve Wilhite, who's the guy who invented the, the GIF. The GIF. The GIF. The GIF. One, oh, one a web oh, guide for lifetime achievement. So the GIF has come all the way around. We talked about uh, WebP, the which GIF. is Google's thing. I'm not going to respond Jugal? anymore. Yeah, Google. <laughs> so this doesn't have you to. Why, why does this have to be that way? It's, it's, you, you, you brought this on the table. Okay, well, let's talk about the number one most important thing on the list this week. Bieber's monkey... It's what's that? What's the latest? Do you know about Beaver's monkey? Well, I had heard that there had been. Uh, this is a while ago, but I heard there had been some kind of uh, customs. Uh, and then uh, I heard that Bieber d- no longer cared for his monkey. Bieber wanted a monkey, monkey, so he bought a monkey in Germany and took the monkey on tour with him, not knowing that you can't bring animals in and across boundaries with borders without you know doing stuff. Like six I'm months quarantine. He didn't know that. <laughs> Justin Bieber was unaware of something of international law, common sense, cool. Yeah. So. Bieber got to Germany. He hadn't done the paperwork. The Germans impounded the monkey and put the monkey in basically a... a uh, monkey, uh, monkey jail? Uh, no, in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it, did I accidentally like, walk into the wrong office? Is it like the TMZ <laughs> podcast or something? Like, why, why are we talking about I this? just find the Bieber monkey fascinating. But is there any kind of science or technology? Absolutely not. Okay. But the monkey's now German. The Germans are keeping him because he, he just has to pay the fees. He didn't fill out the paperwork to get the monkey back. Bieber doesn't want his monkey. What do you got next? Like some Kim Kardashian? Well, I was going to uh, talk about story? the X Bone. 
next. Well, okay. you want to do that after we get all the other tech stuff out of the way? There's I think we should do that first because we have... Okay. Uh, HTC... Oh, HTC's uh, Asia CEO quit. Yeah. And uh, like are, a lot of the executives are And they failing. say that HTC One sold about 5 million phones so Versus far. 10 million for, for the Galaxy S4? 10 million. Double. Okay. I would like to take this opportunity to say, since I've been around on the podcast for a while, that the HTC One really seems like a very uh, beautiful phone. It, it is beautiful. a gorgeous it looks, phone. It looks really like, nice. If I was going to have an Android phone, I don't think there would even be any No, question. absolutely not. Well, yeah. I, would, I would want a stock Android version of that. Yeah, so but, but, but as a piece of hardware, it seems like it's, oh, yeah. that's the one to beat. Has chamfers and everything. Oh, it's yeah. pretty hot. Um, yeah. And then uh, NVIDIA announced a new video card today, their new top-of-the-line GTX yeah, 780. It, and and as a result... Wait, isn't the Titan the top-of-the-line? Okay. Ti- technically, yes. Titan's like the McLaren F1 of oh, NVIDIA Oh, it's, like, it's not parts. really for the mass market. But it, Titan's still based on the 600 series, right? No. No? no? Titan's GK110 so, as opposed to 104. Which is the most current core. G- so is that, is that also what's in Kepler? No. Isn't that Kepler? They're all Kepler. Okay. They're all Kepler. They've just been iterating for, but for a while. But yeah. GK110 was what was in uh, supercomputing stuff. Okay. And then they made a consumer part for it, which is a Titan. And now they're making another consumer part, which is uh, lower clock speed, fewer cores. Less memory. And as opposed to six gigs, four gigs. And that is... Uh, GTX six, uh, 780. This is, a, this is a step up from the, I guess the 680 was yes. the previous Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be, no reason to buy a 680 right now. So you can tell because the number is higher. That's Yeah, great. the big number. Yeah. Um, so if people have a 680, should they upgrade to the 780? They should not. If people have a 580, should they upgrade to the 780? If you have 700, 650 bucks plus tax Maybe. shipping. So, so the Titan, as you said, is really kind of a luxury item. It's like $1,000. What does the 780 sell for? 650 Oh, you see, I mean, that's still pretty pricey. Yeah. It is, absolutely. It is pricey. not an expensive And is there much of a card. difference in performance between the two? Uh, yes, 20%. because the Titan is to compete against dual GPU cards. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the Titan is basically a dual dual GPU performance for previous generation right. in a single board. Uh, right. The coolest thing, though, is that they announced some new uh, software stuff. With their uh, GeForce experience, you mean the GeForce, yeah. Um, and now, uh, do you remember when we talked about the Shield having the ability to stream from the sh- uh, your computer if, if you have a couple of place? I've been here card? for a while, so. Okay, so uh, at CES they announced a console like a handheld. Handheld, yeah. And it's three hundred fifty bucks on uh, pre order now. It'll ship in June. And it's like a Wii U, right? It'll just it'll just sling so the one image of the, to your one of the big features from the PC. Is that if you have a six series or newer graphics card, NVIDIA graphics card, uh, six hundred series, you can stream. Some Steam games over, not all Steam games, but some of the approved ones over, mm. uh, and sling it over to the Shield because there's a dedicated H.264 encoder chip on, on the Shield the, on, on the, Kepler, on, yeah, all Kepler class cards. Um, now they're going to use that chip on local PC to do something like PlayStation functionality, PS4 functionality, and let you record a nonstop footage PVR. So it will be encoding nonstop. From the from the so for people that like buffer? to do let's plays and streaming and stuff, it'd be good good for them. absolutely. It's more that. for it's more for for posting clips than let's plays because let's plays are con- kind of constantly streamed. Right. So you can have it'll help the that kind of let's play stuff. Maybe. But then you can also you know macro key to record the last twenty minutes of your gameplay. Immediately. It's, it'll okay. be awesome for Brad because while you're playing Mr. a Dota. game. Well, or when you're playing a game for a review or something, you can just yeah. match the button. I had, I had, something awesome. I, I had the same then, thought when they announced that PS4 feature because yeah. how many times have we been reviewing a game and something crazy happens that will never happen again? Matt, like, you want to match that I'm, share button? I, we really wish I had a clip of that. And yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yeah the we, idea of like a constantly running DVR where you can just say, oh my God, I wish I'd recorded yeah. that, but you always are. Yeah. Right? You can always yeah. go back and get the last 30 Quest, seconds. question is how good will the quality be? You know, like if it's only kind of kind of streaming quality? 1080 and H.264 uh, bit rate will be pretty good. variable. Pretty, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. 
What, what, Will, what are you doing? He's uh, dr dramatic lighting for the big it's, it's, It is very dramatic. Oh, okay. Yeah, for Joe, the lights have gone down. And I forgot to turn off the main lights, even though the studio lights are Does on. Does this mean okay. it's time for the main event? No, no, no. Um, well, one thing that I would say is we've been talk talking for a long time about holding off on PC video card upgrades until we find out what the consoles are capable of. Just well, now in, we know. Just in case there was any, like, DirectX 12 or any kind of crazy new API stuff that would require new silicon. At this point, I think it's safe to say if you want to upgrade your PC video card and you're running something that's two or three years old, you're okay. Yeah. Because we've seen PS4, we've seen Xbox One, X-Bone, um, and, and we know there's no huge surprises on the API front. So what you buy now should be able to play those games at a relatively native native manner. So it should be a pretty exciting time if you're building a new PC this summer because then you're going to have Haswell and new parts from NVIDIA. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, even if you have a if you have an Ivy Bridge or Sandy Bridge machine want to upgrade, yeah. go okay, nuts. Fine. It's fine. Um, so let's... Let's see. Is there anything else on the news front? I think that was it. It was kind of a slow news week. We the IO uh, stuff. There's new Flickr stuff. I mean, there's tons of Yahoo bot Tumblr. That was a oh week. right. Flickr's yeah. good again, right? <laughs> Flickr's um, awesome. Well, Will doesn't think so. No, no, no. I think Flickr is awesome. I think it's great that they. Ha so the thing that they changed at Flickr is they added a free plan that makes sense. Previously, the free plan limited the number of images you could upload or the number of megabytes you could upload. Megabytes to 300 megs a month, which is not nothing in a world of 16 megapixel cameras. Um, the 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 new plan lets you gives you a terabyte of storage for free. You have ads. Basically, that's it. The ads so far have not been that intrusive. They've been nice camera ads. The only place that um, that it gets weird is when you have um, uh, an existing pro account, which was twenty five dollars a year. They've taken away the new paid accounts, which just remove ads on the new Flickr, are less functional than the previous pro accounts which were half the price. So if you were if you were like deciding between Smugmug and Flickr and after the May 20th decided, "Oh, I want to pay for Flickr." Your pay options are very limited. You either pay 50 bucks for no ads, which is double what the 20 previous no ads right. and and feature filled pro account was, or if you want more space and you need more than a terabyte, it's 500 bucks a year for 2 terabytes. Wow. So the terabyte is amazing and for free account. I mean, for photos, a terabyte is a lot. Yeah. 20, even 20 megapixel photos, saving like the highest quality JPEGs, you're not going to use a terabyte unless you take photos. Like I mean, that's the thing. Days. I think in a way they can they can afford to make that very generous sounding promise in the knowledge that 90% of users are never even yeah, close to Google actually did. using it all. Yeah, I, it's I've been with Gmail. I've been using Flickr for eight years, and I have. 2,000, 3,000 images up there because I just, I, now, I don't if they upload also everything. Up, if they also open it up to video, then that would be a different. They do have video. video. Okay, but that presumably there's like a sub cap within it, that. It is 90-second video only right. and uh, 1080p capped. Okay. It's like proto-vine kind of. Right, right. Um, 90 seconds. Uh, the big controversy was for people who, a lot of people sh uh, gift pro accounts or had gifted pro accounts. Um, and we're using like you know gift card style. So I, six well, months I, of pro I gave or, my sister a pro card because she and, has photos and wouldn't have paid right. for it otherwise. And uh, unless you were on a renewing pro account, you couldn't get oh, grandfathered in. Oh, I didn't know. But that. they changed the policies now. So now anyone with an existing pro account, whether you were on a renewal or you were under a gift, can choose to be on the grandfathered oh, pro account for twenty five bucks a year, um, which has the ads, statistics, no free ads, no ads, statistics, and all, all sorts of the statistics stuff. are not particularly robust, but the no ads is nice. And and I mean, for me, the photo service is just about, hey, when you're using a free photo service, it's how are they going to monetize you? And I'm happy to pay twenty five bucks to not be monetized. 
I mean, I felt like that was a fair I think I'm going to use it. I mean, I've got a pretty big photo album, and I always feel better knowing that I have, like, multiple cloud backups. I'll just take my whole photo library and yeah, stick it's, it up there. Yeah, it's Why like not? Google Music, where right. people use Google Music as just another repository yeah, just another little, for the media. It's just another little, you know, safe house for you. And music. Flickr lets you copyright all your stuff, so it's not like they have the right to use your photos in ads. Instagram style. Uh, in, exactly. And while they are kind of directing their service to be a competitor for Instagram for people to upload mobile... Um, Flickr is more repository because Instagram photos are of such shit quality and Flickr photos and now you can have the full res yeah. right. you know, and with all the limitations that you want to put on your photos for resolution and access and, and a, a ton of image because Flickr has been around for a really long time most of the image editing software supports direct up like you can even in iPhoto which is the barest bones of that you can select your images hit upload and it'll send them to Flickr for you alright so now and then what about Tumblr is that worth a billion dollars uh, yes yes Absolutely. No, so I'm going to show my age here, but I don't really fully understand what Tumblr so is. So Tumblr is is like, um, imagine, do you, know, you know what WordPress is? It's like a blog yeah. or blogger, a blogging platform. Yeah. So Tumblr takes a b- traditional blogging platform and adds the kind of friends listy stuff. So it's like, like an RSS like feed Twitter. for, for well, blogs. No, no, no. no, no, no. It, it was a, it's a platform for, originally it was created as a way for people to create, easily create blogs. Right. right. So you can have just your like own. WordPress.com. But most Tumblers that I see are just like humorous pictures. Which is a blog. Yeah. People put, it's, it's. I, I very, I mean, I do see Tumblers where people like actually write a blog, but it's yeah. mostly just humorous so, Images. It, does, so it serves both. The other okay. side of Tumblr that you're not seeing is if you sign up for a Tumblr account and follow a bunch of people on Tumblr, then you'll get a Twitter-style feed of all of the stuff that they post and then you can on your control panel. Repost, which is like Pinterest pinning stuff, if that's more familiar to you. Um, Gary looks like he's down with the pins. <laughs> so it's 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 like before there was Pinterest. Instead of a wall of things you pin, it's a flowing river of things. Right. So I can decide. I can follow ten pe- ten people's tumblers, and when I go to my personal Tumblr page, it's all of those. Yeah. All, all yes. the latest latest updates are yeah. all there. Maybe yeah. maybe the most important thing to know about Tumblr is that it's where millions of teenagers have flocked to from Facebook, and that's why it's worth a billion dollars. Right. Because like, on well, the face, I don't know. If you say you well, say flocked, but ninety four percent of teenagers use Facebook. Or have or, Facebook or have accounts, accounts, they have an account. but may what's, not actively what's, use it. What's anymore. the part of this where this thing is worth a quarter of well, they, they, a they quarter have, of Star Wars? They have explain what, that. They part. have what is it, 120 million users or something crazy like that? Uh, they have a lot of users. I think it's over 100 yeah. million. So I mean, they're they're basically buying a user base, right? They're buying yeah. user base. Yeah. 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 And they're buying user base that isn't 50 year old housewives, because that's what Yahoo's existing user. David Carp is. From all reports, brilliant and the right person to oh, help. And, and now quite and now quite rich. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and how has the reaction been? Because usually when Yahoo comes in and buys something, like when Yahoo first bought Flickr, Flickr really went downhill. So is there any skepticism about? No, what yeah, people are freaked out. It's, well, it's, when Yahoo first bought Flickr, Flickr went downhill over time. Over Flickr was just ignored. Delicious was ignored. And it was very badly mismanaged. Yeah, they they bought it and then didn't do anything with. It. They they broke the logins and then didn't do anything with it for five years. Right. Um, Melissa Meyer is the. Marissa. That's what I said. No, not Melissa. I said Marissa. Okay, Marissa, yep. Um, is the is the new C, relatively new CEO of Yahoo from she she was she was responsible among other things among many other things for the design of the Google homepage at Google uh, prior to this and and she has been acquiring a bunch of stuff and kind of changing the way businesses run at Yahoo. Right. Which, her, her Which task definitely is to needs fix to be Yahoo. done, obviously, because Yahoo is you well, know, it's still huge. It's yes, a big company, but, no, no, but kind of been on a downward trend for a while. It, it is not a company that people want to go work for and are excited about right. going it's to work for. So one way to turn that well, around is like cool, hip acquisitions like Tumblr. It's, it's been an upward trend both in the stock market and perception-wise, I think. I think. Well, since she started. Yeah, since she started. Yeah. People have a lot more faith in... 
There's only one Tumblr that I go to regularly. It's called Pete Campbell is a G. Have you from seen Pete this Pete Campbell from Mad Men? Yeah. So Angai Kroll actually uh, pointed me towards this. So Pete Campbell, it's images of Pete Campbell from Mad Men juxtaposed with contemporary gangster rap lyrics. Hmm. That is per- that's exactly what Tumblr is that's, for. That, that to me is pretty much what Tumblr is. Sure. How that's worth a billion dollars, I'm not quite I, sure. I have a, a Tumblr. Do you? Yeah. Oh. It's called the GoPro face. Oh, right. It's all the people when they look at the GoPro and yeah. you get right up on it to make sure it's on, you hit yeah. the button. I'm it's trying to figure easy out a way to make I don't know yeah, what my single Tumblr serving websites be. or anything. Yeah, and there are a lot of sites that are actually run powered by Tumblr, just like sites powered by Web WordPress, but you don't know that um, because like, you can be skinned uh, in so many different ways. Maria Popov's site is a Tumblr site. Uh, a lot of co- corporate blogs are Tumblr sites now because the benefit of running your corporate blog off of your own infrastructure is that when your shit goes down, Tumblr is probably still up. It must be nice to be 26 years old and uh, now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, you know, it was all cash too. Really, yeah. they didn't pay yeah, stock. No, apparently Yahoo wiped out all their available cash on hand to buy Tumblr. Jeez. Wow! So they just basically walked up to and were like, "Here's what we got." Yeah, uh, my just, pockets just, are empty. Just emptied their it, it pockets. Was like, like it was like, like the last thing. quarter yeah, out of the like, piggy bank. Make yeah. it rain, David Carp. I think that's a whole different. Yes, kind please of make us relevant again. Did, did um, Tumblr have a, a significant revenue stream before this, or was it all kind of theoretical? The, I don't think they've had ads to speak of. Really, I think there are ads on the dashboard, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I when I go, whenever I go to a Tumblr, it's usually a very just austere yeah, page. Yeah. It's just a feed. Single yeah. column yeah. is yeah. my So how, you know, obviously the challenge whenever this happens is like, how do you monetize it Punch and corporatize monkey, it without turning it into something other than what made it popular well, in the first place? One of the interesting things in the acquisition stuff is that uh, Marissa Meyer said in multiple instances, we're not going to fuck this up. Like this is, we know that we have, that Yahoo has a reputation of destroying good acquisitions and yeah. we do not want to do that here. This is, this is basically our last chance to acquire something. And while, not while also borrowing images without copyright for animated. The keep image. calm and carry on. Yes. Is that copyrighted? No, the other one. The, the, oh, the, the not panic one. and freak out was, was the Ali Moss one. Ollie Moss. No, oh. no permission given. Well, it's the internet, man. Uh, but, it's but Tumblr. What Marissa Meyer has said is that they want to focus on the areas of Yahoo that people actually use um, and figure out why people use those. Like people use Yahoo Sports a lot. Um, yeah, like fantasy sports is a big deal on Yahoo. Well, but not just fantasy sports like standings and stuff like that. It's, I, and, and I use that. I read the other day that Yahoo Sports is bigger than ESPN on the web. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a lot of it's force of habit yeah. and also they just, the sheer momentum. So figuring out a way to get those services, sports and Flickr and Tumblr. And all, I think Yahoo Mail is actually still very widely used. Yeah. Maybe not so much in the US. Spammers mostly. Yeah. When you, I mean, anytime you get something from a Yahoo Mail account, you've got to give it a second look. Yeah. <laughs> I just filter <laughs> what, that what stuff right into the this? garbage. Yeah. What about Outlook? It's kind of email classes. Outlook, I haven't seen much yeah. coming in from Outlook. What? So many people use Outlook. all the Hotmail I, accounts are Outlook accounts. I never, now. I know, I, know, yeah, I, I never, I never really, too. I never saw Hotmail accounts either. A lot in Asia, actually. Yeah, again, the very Hotmail and MSN very big in Europe, but again, not so much here. Um, can we talk about Bieber's monkey some more? We got new. No, play come on. Okay, I think, I think, one. Stop I think putting it off. I'm pretty sure there was like an actual big relevant text. I'm trying to remember what it was, but there yeah. was a big relevant text. Seems story like it was yesterday, week. right? Or was it the day before? I feel like there was, there was definitely something. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm rolling up my non-existent sleeves here. Microsoft, let's, let's get down to business. Microsoft, uh, finally, Sony a couple months ago took the wraps off the PlayStation 4, well, gave it a name. Really. They didn't really take the wraps well, off. Well, they told not, us about the physically. hardware. We don't know what it looks like. Right. But we know what's in well, it, and we saw some games. We have an inkling now of what it looks like. It's going to be a black box. Yep. It's got some grating on it and some, some vents. Yeah. We're, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Some angles. What's What's going to happen? What it looks like is ultimately the least meaningful thing about ah, it. You like knowing what it, it makes it more real. 
to Pe- see it. I but like the reaction, and this is, and this is again, I, I, I do think that when people react to the aesthetics of a new device, especially with a console, the reality is it's probably gonna, it's gonna be sitting on a shelf under, you know, like a frosted piece of glass or something in your hi fi center or whatever. Yeah, never gonna really gonna look at it. Who it, just, it just kind of disappears. Consoles or media streamers for the bedroom and look of it does influence whether one half of the, the relationship approves it. See, I'm not, I'm not sure that the Xbox One is going to fit in a bedroom. Yeah, it's, just it's yet. pretty meaty. Exactly. Well, the size and look of it matters in that yeah. regard. I, I, um, for a bedroom, I want something that hangs off the back of the TV yep. and is invisible. Yep. Or right. built into the TV. Yeah, or built into the TV is yep. good. Um, okay, so they launched, went right. Let, let's First off, let's take a moment and think back about what's changed since the Xbox 360 came out. Because it's been seven years, eight years, a lot seven has years, eight uh, years. Right, we've had the rise of smartphones, seven, multiple yep. core CPUs. Yep. DirectX nine brought programmable shaders. Yep. But which which are present yep. in the three sixty. But it's become a lot more robust. But right? but they're much more robust and they're universal. So instead of having separate shader units for vertexes and textures and stuff, which I mean, the 360 has a universal shader architecture, but that was that was a brand new development for them. And that stuff has had four generations, three generations since then, basically. Apps, any games. The rise of apps. Steam. Online gaming yep. became relevant largely Digi- because of the, broadband, the 360. Downloadable games. Yeah. Casual gaming, social gaming. Super, cloud storage. Free to play. Su- it's a super different. Low, super low power states and suspendable. That's the big one. Suspendable yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. All, all, all kinds of stuff has changed. Um, so, so when Bad. when the 360 launched, multi-core CPUs were relatively new. The programmable shaders were brand new. Downloadable services to buy games were like Steam was fledgling at that Steam, point. Steam, let's see. In two, okay, so Half Life Two came out in late '04. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that everybody hated Steam hated. when it debuted. Oh yeah, like, what? hated it for like two I years. Need, you need to authenticate. Yeah. Fuck you need that. Inter- internet connection. Like, remember Half Life Two launch Con. day when nobody could play it. Yeah, it was like, just like SimCity launch day. So like when the 360 came out, like downloadable services were not well liked. No, no. So and, it, and, and in many ways they're still not well liked. Sure. I mean they've evolved, but yeah. they, they're still Big not point, fully mature. Geometry wars. 1080p. Yep. yep. 1080p was not you, yep. like you. You if you had a 1080p set in in 2005, you either had a huge ass rear projection CRT yep. or, or like the D- most expensive LCD in the world, yeah. or or some kind of like DLP or yeah, or yeah. Basically, basically HD is now mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray has has actually well because there was a year between the 360 launch and Blu-ray taking right. off, or blue, the, PS2, well, the PS3 launch. I don't know that I'd say it ever took off. Okay, exactly. But widespread, more well, widespread yes, adoption. Yes, sure, beat um, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. So a whole so, raft of things. But yeah, it's have, like have the changed. entire landscape has changed in the last seven years. Right. The, the the rise of phones and tablets has led people to to kind of expect instant on stuff, which mm-hmm. is I think the like if you look at all of the stuff that's changed with this, the the stark brand new difference between the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One and the PS3 for that matter is that this is going to be an instant on device. And the 360 at this point, even if you have it set to go straight to the disc that's in the tray, is like five minutes from turn on yeah. to, to game starting. Um, so it's called the Xbox One. Uh, the hardware is similar to the PS4 hardware, which we talked about a few months ago. Um, they're using an AMD Jaguar core, or two, rather two AMD Jaguar cores, so eight CPUs total. That's Jaguar. Yeah, I mean, look, much much like the last, much like the current generation, this whatever battle will be fought next will, will the well the, the hardware specification will probably be the least relevant factor. Actually, yeah. generation was the hardware was a huge part of it because they were so different um, with 
the two the, the the CPU and GPU in 360 and the PS4. And and yeah, if I play LA Noir on both or Red Dead Redemption or any particular game, they both look exactly the same well, on both machines. But there's a uh, software but, component uh, from to the that too. Side. There, there are actually yeah. some differences with a lot of games. But, but, Trivial differences. Uh, well, I mean, you know, some so the games user, are a little that's what it that's what you want it to seem like, but on the development side, they're headaches. Well, the, but, but that was that was the thing with the last generation. It was a question of ease of development because the PS3 was very difficult to extract you know, all that that's power. the part that's relevant from the developer yeah. end. So now, how easy is, it, is yeah. it to get good results? So, so now they're both so similar that the 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 disparity in how hard it is to make games is kind of gone. Right, and, and but, I mean, if you look at Unreal Engine, it took it took until two years ago to get Unreal Engine running well yeah. on yeah. PS3. Early PS3 Unreal games were terrible. And yeah. also on, on PC net side, also there's parity not only on two consoles, but also closer to PC architecture. It's x86. It's so so yeah, the CPU, because it's an AMD Jaguar core on both machines, the 360 and the PS. Sorry, the Xbox, the Xbox. What's the preferred nomenclature? Ah, we haven't decided yet. I don't know. Is it the X1? I mean, Xbox XB1? One is, is only three syllables. I mean, yeah. do we, do we, do Can we, we just call it the Xbox? Are we really that pushed for time? The new Xbox? I think we're spending more time discussing that's, this. That's more syllables. Xbox One. Knew okay. Xbox, Xbox One. One. Yeah, that's as many, yeah. Oh. Okay. okay, two Jaguars. Uh, Jaguar is AMD's APU, which means it's uh, graphics and CPU in one die, and it's equivalent to high-end AMD graphic or high-end CPU, 7,000-level graphics. Right. That's fine. Uh, so That's all you need to know. Well, hold on. The shader units is important, though. because So this is the graphics core next, GCN. Right. That's the architecture for AMD. Uh, but within the cores, you, they, they, they group them, how many cores they are. So right. I think there are fewer number in the Xbox, which means the total number of shader units, it, compute it's, units. It's, it's half. It's significantly about, lower. It's not, it's not half. half. There's 50% it's more like, on the PS4. It's like 700 so it's and something two-thirds. versus 1100. Something. Oh, right. 768 versus 1152. So 50% more technical compute and shader power right. on the PS4. But that's only one piece of the puzzle, right? Like that we're not very. We're in yes. no way saying it's going to be fifty percent faster. No, no, not, no, 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 no. This is just this is one aspect. They make up for it in different ways. Well, right. most. So the thing is, it depends on the game. Like this is this stuff always depends on the game. Um, in the old days, games were almost all fill rate limited, and fill rate has to do with memory bandwidth. So the more memory bandwidth you had, the higher your frame rate was going to be. And, and when I say the old days, I mean like DirectX seven and eight, not. Well, DirectX 7 and previous, really. That was back when dropping your resolution would, on, on exactly. PC would, would get you a lot more frames. A, the number of pixels you decrease would give you a commensurate increase in frame right. rate. If that happens, and you, your fill rate limited. Yeah. You know how you know how we always say, like, in, in the new era, it's all about consumer experience and not specs? Yes. I feel like this is a good moment to remind everybody. <laughs> like, well, I could not, I, I, as an end user, I could not care less about this. But, stuff. but there, this, there definitely, there is a huge segment of the audience online who is is. Oh, sure, they love stream, to pick, they, they, of course, they love to pick apart. Every in the face specification, right now. of course. So, so yeah. If you want to look at it from that, from okay, let's go ahead and talk about the two other things that are different. Um, the they both machines have eight gigabytes of RAM. Uh, the PS4 has GDDR5, which is essentially the same memory that's on your video card, your high-end video card. It's expensive. very, very fast, very expensive, relatively short supply. Um, it, it's a, it is uh, an expensive component. And Give me, here's the, here's the technical baseline that I actually am interested in. Okay. So the GPU power, yeah. like graphical power yeah. of the PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah. How does that compare to the PC GPU architecture. So we're talking about Titans and 680s it's and 780s. Like, where, yeah, but where is it on that scale? It's on uh, six months ago, AMD's yeah. uh, mid-high range. Ex- Not all the way high range, but 
not exactly between middle and high. Right? Console, Except I mean, the, it's, it's the classic, the classic thing of console developers are able to get so much closer to the hardware with the software they're writing. That right. They because they, because they, they know they're writing to one dedicated hardware set. Well, right? I mean, you know, the, the platform vendor allows them to get that much closer because, right. because there is no other variable to account for. They can expect hundred percent of the machines to be exactly right. The same. Exactly. There's one configuration. Right. So right. I mean, cause you got, you know, the, the, Xbox 360 was like a what a Radeon 19 um, like it was a, like a two, I can't like remember a, what the nomenclature was back then but it was well, the first DX9 programmable and GPU and, and the GPU in, in the 360 is like a 10 year old GPU well and interestingly no, 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 of course you know on the 360 it was new at the time okay there were so many different maybe? there were so many different SKUs that developers actually they had to work around they had to work around whether or not there was a hard drive whether yeah. or not there was connect whether or not it was connected right. online. With the new one, I guess all of those things are kind of locked in. Like one they, know that, they know that all those things are going to be there. Did they say? Well, they didn't say one skew. Did they? Phil Harrison said. Did, they, one did he skew, come out? He said. There's I mean, a 500. What I understand. They implied it in the in the presentation. Skew. They just listed specs. They Which doesn't necessarily mean one price. Yeah. But well, that, that's getting into business models. We of, will. Of, we, and we should talk about. We'll that. talk about these and blah blah blah. But that. But that's another relief for developers to know that they yeah. don't have to worry yeah. about. Well, that you know, we would love to address the hard drive space, but we can't guarantee that every user so has a it. So there's 512 gigabyte hard drive in the bo- in in all of these boxes is what right. they list. Right. Pathetic. Well, anyway, um, isn't that more than in any current generation? We're console? talking about 30 yeah, yeah. gig Blu-ray discs, and all games will be uh, able to download. How many games are actually going to be 30 gig? Well, maybe not, not now. So maybe yeah. maybe twenty like gigs maybe but between device. all everything. But, and the, but they, they, you can use you can use external hard drives. Yeah. they did not say specifically whether external hard drives would be only Microsoft sold hard drives. I'm sure they'll be only Microsoft sold hard drives, mm-hmm. which, which which suck. Well, suck it down, man. There you go. That's why it's stuff by five hundred gigs. All right, keep um, going. Okay, so the, de- the the memory difference is substantial because there's there's memory bandwidth is really important for performance. Uh, the GDDR5 is m- twice as fast. It's 2133 versus... I can't remember 2133 what... 2133 is on the GDDR3. Right. I don't know exactly what the... the I, I can't know. remember what the other one was off the top of my head. I didn't write it down, unfortunately. Well, the, the bandwidth um, is like 176 gigabits per second versus, versus 63. Like 68 or something yeah. like that. So it's a, it's a huge difference. So so that that is a potential... The other, the only other thing that's important to note is the 32 megabytes of fast ESRAM, ESRAM on the die. We don't know how it's used. It could be a cache. It could be to interconnect communication between the two dies on the package. Could be any number of things. The thing I've read and heard is that it's largely going to be used to feed the GPU. Right. So we, so typically you have high speed memory on a GPU on um, on a, on a PC because the GPU can absorb data much faster than the system can can send it out. Can feed it. So it needs a place to write and read stuff, which. It, it seems like the PS4 is probably closer to a traditional PC architecture. The only difference is that instead of having a separate set batch of PC system memory and graphics memory, it's writing exclusively. It's use, it's sharing the the high speed stuff between both of them, right. which could give it really crazy performance compared to even modern PCs. Uh, the 360 takes the other approach and uses the slow system memory for both graphics and CPU. Now the upshot of this, and what Gary alluded to a minute ago, is it probably doesn't matter because as long as these both both have relatively equal market share, developers are going to write for the least common denominator. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is the Xbox. So, which I is mean, going to be the Xbox? Think back and, and name a generation where the more powerful console won the generation because it was more powerful. Like you can't because there isn't one. It's the only thing that matters is market share. Yeah. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Right. Is how many P- units PS1 they PS1 over N64. Right, right. But like like PS2, uh, yeah. PS2 uh, over the original Xbox, you know, yeah. 360 uh, over that, PS3. Yeah. Genesis was a, a more, well, kind of. That it was, was more games at that Yeah, point. it was a sort of apples and oranges. I mean, as, as, as Brad rightly says, it's it, it histori- history proves it's the least 
compelling factor every right. time. Yes, it's appeal to the consumer. It's, it's features and games 90, that people you know, want. The, peop the people that are on Twitter and instantly reacting and, and, and taking it apart on the message boards, that's a small fraction of the overall mainstream user base. That Most people are going to go in and buy this thing based on games, experience, FIFA. functionality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, they don't, they're not going to care about whether the, D the GPU die is feeding the fucking well, that's, flip flop that's matrix. Like, nobody cares. There's, yeah. there's hardware parity on the inside locally, but then Xbox also has stuff that's going to be computed offsite. Well, and they've said things like uh, not not latency sensitive things like AI and even graphics computed offsite. Well, but more importantly, for people who play multiplayer stuff, if they're using Azure, which is their compute cloud, their equivalent of EC2 or or of Amazon's EC2 or Rackspace's thing. Basically, what they're saying is, look, we can run dedicated servers using the the the, the systems that we have in the in the cloud to run things like SkyDrive and 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 all of that, and that's a huge deal because that means you'll be suddenly playing console games that have 64 and 128 players in them instead of the 16 player limit that we have in most games. Although some of the I, I, maps when they started talking about when they started things. talking about offloading some uh, some tasks to the cloud, you know, in the post SimCity world we live in, some people got a bit wary about that. There, are, there is a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that, right? It's the same Hopefully as Hopefully they else. will, they will, you know, look at the EA case and right. uh, not do that. I mean, the difference between EA and Microsoft is that Microsoft has a lot of experience doing server stuff, and EA, I would say, probably less so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Microsoft has whiffed it pretty hard in some some pretty. Oh, Microsoft has fucked it up really bad. Too. A, so there was one Xbox Live outage like maybe two months ago, three months ago, where mm -hmm. like cloud saves and and matchmaking and a bunch of stuff went down for like a night. It was like a Friday night. And it came to light that somebody at Microsoft had like forgotten to renew an Azure like certificate, uh, security certificate. Oh, like had just straight up for, like neglected to do this very simple thing that brought the entire service down for an entire. Well, night. they they have a history of that. Remember the time that they forgot to renew the Hotmail Hotmail right, DNS? Right, it was the exact same thing. Yeah, no, 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 the DNS. No, but I mean, it was the same kind of example of just like this was just a that basic, would be awesome if like basic like oversight. That would be awesome if like all of Xbox Live like relied on like one guy at Microsoft like, with his foot on a dead man switch. Like basically, <laughs> he just like, can't, he just can't go to the bathroom. Like it's, a, it's like basically Wanna get away. Well, it's basically <laughs> Homer. Snickers. It's basically Homer Simpson. Like your entire job yeah. is to press this one button every twenty four hours, right. and if you forget to do it, everything explodes. The yeah. bird can do it just fine. Um, yeah, it's drinking the water. So I'm I'm really curious how this like uh, I mean this seems like the the focal point is the difference in RAM, but how these differences could manifest in the price of these things. I don't know how much extra I, that's going to add so, to manufacturing so cost and how that's going to influence. And, and you know I think price is going to be really interesting because both of these systems seem really heavily loaded, yeah. particularly yeah. the Xbox One with the Kinect sensor and everything. Yeah. Else. I mean, these these aren't going to be cheap to make. Let's talk about. You want to talk about pricing after we get through the hardware? GDDR5. Sure. The only thing I would say is that if you're looking at the at the two components, the GDDR5 is crazy expensive compared yeah. to GDDR3. So I read a really interesting article. I don't know if you guys saw it a while back. About it was all speculative, but these specs have all proven it to be true. And actually, the only surprise I think about all the specs was how accurate the rumors were. Yeah. Um, but the article speculated that Microsoft made a bet on having eight gig of RAM like years ago. And that's why they went with GDDR3, because we know that will be produced at scale. We know we can yeah. get that at a reasonable price. That's why the ES RAM is in there, to make up for that difference. And then and DDR3 will still scale and get cheaper and over a lifespan of this console. Speculation about the PS3. It may have and, bottomed out by and now. And I had kind of like heard this through the grapevine, that even people in the development community were shocked that that thing ended up having 8 gig, was because the density started doubling on GDDR5 production. And they were able to like stick with the same number of chips on the board, but have double the capacity. So that was just kind of like a late in the game. 
worked out for Sony. It was sort of like just a like serendipity. They, they took a gamble and it yeah, paid it was off. Serendipity that they were able to kind of upgrade that. Well, spec. yeah, because the memory controllers are built into the dies on the on the GPU CPU some somewhere in the in the Jaguar system. So like that, those decisions have to be made a long time ago. Well, well before the the CPUs were taped out. Um, okay, so uh, other hardware stuff. It requires a connect. It comes with a connect. Requires it has to be plugged in to work. This is new. Uh, uh, the new well, connect, I mean, but again, though, there's the, 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 there's there's some fuzziness on that, right? As there are on a lot of these issues. I don't think there was any fuzziness on them saying it had to be plugged in to work. Oh, I saw some fuzziness. Like, so if the connect is not plugged in, then your Xbox One will not do. Like, what, it, you, you won't you won't it turn has on. To, or? The, he said the 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 statement out of Microsoft said, "Am I am I wrong here?" It said that it had to be plugged in to work. Phil Harrison they said did he did that. not. Sh- he said that like. The example with the dog knocking over the connect, what happens? He said, Oh, I don't know. I think I think I, that, I think I there were some contradictory or like not conclusive statements from different spokespeople. They were very inconsistent. The, with the, their pr- the press were able to kind of uh, highlight some yeah, inconsistencies yeah. And, and create so particularly with the, the used game fee stuff. Like there were very contradictory messages coming out on that stuff. I, so a um, couple other things is it it has to be plugged in. I mean it, I mean it, it works in the dark. It has a much wider field of view than the existing connect. Yeah. Um, the Wired story, I think, highlighted their their demo house with like four different rooms, like a European living room, a Japanese living room, an American living room, and then an American dorm room. I mean, Jeff used the thing. Oh, he did at, at the event, uh, and he said it it identified four out of the six people in front of it without a problem. I, what was the I've difference? Distance? To, I know can technically uh, I, six I, people I, with I, skeletal. It was a brief like <laughs> Skype call. We didn't get into a lot okay. of detail. I'm I'm but. someone who really doesn't like Connect. I always loved the promise of it, but I felt like the hardware just wasn't yeah. ready to to deliver on that promise but from from what i have heard from people that have used the new one i've said like this is what it was supposed to be in the first place Did you it see, actually does what the, it the, always the stuff it the now. stuff that they demoed is exactly what i would be excited about doing with it which is basic interface access stuff you know like like not having to pick up a controller to turn on the system to yeah. get two things yeah like, okay, i don't want to play i don't want to play like a, a first person shooter i don't want to play any games with that thing really like yeah. maybe right. you know double fine happy action theater notwithstanding like i don't want to play games with it but if it works like it's supposed to for Man. getting through the dashboard like that sounds great steel battalion 2 uh, it could be maybe it's gonna work this time man that throw, name throw in my football now, when you when you say navigating to the dashboard are you talking about voice commands or are you talking Both. about gestures either things? or you okay. know uh, or either and you know like like we'll see how they could be used in concert but a lot of the stuff they showed assuming that stuff you think you guys think that was a live demo you don't think that was like pre-recorded I, it and seemed like, like it may have been live rehearsed like it's it how it was. The, it was really. I was watching for that, like you know, because we all remember that uh, Star Wars Connect demo where yeah. clearly it was out. Like, Lightsaber it was, on. It was, well, it was doing the the stuff was happening on screen before the person was actually making the gesture and yeah. it kind of. Yeah. If it was, clearly, if it was, clearly was not real. If but it was fake, it was very well rehearsed. If they if real. If there was anything fake about what they were doing, no one has spotted any inaccuracies, right. and it seemed very very snappy. Responsive. I kept expecting the guy. I mean, obviously he must have rehearsed this fifty times, right? Because the death sentence is if something goes wrong on the stage right like the guy says xbox, xbox yeah and you know it, it blows up or but, the, but the, the really basic like apple-esque sorry, gestures of just kind of like you know like it, it was essentially pinched to zoom kind of stuff you know right. just very intuitive like right. kind of basic motion so what allows the new connect to do that that the old connect uh, aside from having high resolution sensor and, um, it's, and more processing power so it's going through usb3 uh, i know there is some dedicated connect processing in the box there's a cpu on the connect right that, that so the, people are well is that in the camera or on the, in the I, don't, I don't know if it's in the system well, or something, on the box, something we had heard uh, about the original connect was that very late in the game they removed processing from the right. actual connect and offloaded it to the system which right. is one of the big reasons it became so laggy, you know, it never felt like it was exactly one to one because right. it, it was making the system 
system do all the work. Right. So well, or I mean, the, I mean, the, the, new, the Xbox the CPU new, was already stressed. The new right? sensor was, does look a lot like bigger and blockier. Like yeah. there's probably more hardware in there sure. now than before. Wider camera. Well, the wired or... wired has pictures of the inside of the sensor. There is a there is a piece of there's an IC on the board. Mm. We don't know what it is. Okay. And um, so things that you can do, you can detect not only more points of your skeleton, but also your rotation. Yep. Um, uh, the shoulder joints, the way the shoulder joint works. It's got, is it's got more basic advanced. articulation in the hands. It can't do fingers, but I, I believe it is, it can do thumbs and then sort of like one... Right, like one, yeah. flippers, one, in, one input for your flippers and like one gloves, for thumbs, yeah. and it can Penguin see style. like hand rotation. And Which, stuff. When did, when Jeff did the demo, did they have it in the bubbles that they used to do the connect demos in? Did he say? He said it was a very spacious room. Okay, that was kind of all he said. So maybe I'd be interested to hear. For, like definitely not a San Francisco apartment living room. Okay. Uh, did you see the list of things that the connect is always monitoring for in that in the Ward video? Dongs. Like, well, it's always monitoring for like like your level of happiness. Like your smile. Oh, that's right. It can detect. Uh, it can detect heartbeat. Well, it, by skin color. Subtle, skin subtle s- pigmentation changes in yes. your right. face is supposedly how it sees heartbeat. Um, but now a lot of now a lot of people are finding this creepy, right? They they they, they think, like, think ha- they feel like Hal is now in their living yeah. room and they don't they don't like that. I'm gonna put yes. a little hat. The gamer is scared now. Let's throw more. And, shit it, and it could get worse. I mean, there was that nightmare scenario of that patent Microsoft filed a while back that was doing physical DRM based on the number of people in the room. Like if you rent a movie, you're only authorized for four people to watch it. Oh, wow. oh, and it can tell you how many, it knows how many faces. <laughs> that, yeah. that, see, that I could believe we'll eventually go down that kind of road. Because that is a bit there, is, there is technology in this. They talked about it that can, Hollywood. I forget what all the inputs it's taking are, but between facial recognition and there's also a sensor on the controllers now where it can tell the controllers apart. So you're not going to have to. Oh, sign so it. that black thing has there's, like lights in the front that are in. There's a little emitter. I think it's an okay. IR emitter that it's looking for actually. But um, so if you switch the, left to right, well, the, the net result of this is you'll never supposedly have to manually sign into your profile again. It will just see your face oh. and know which controller you're on and sign you in on that controller without you touching. Well, and I mean, I, you know, presumably when the guy uh, doing the demo said Xbox on. The Xbox is recognizing the voice that right. says Xbox on right. and signs you into yeah. that profile. So wait, is that going to mean that my wife's going to have to have a live, uh, a live gold so know. that she can use Netflix? I don't know because that's bunk. I mean, if they put Netflix behind the paywall again, they're going to. Well, I mean, Dude, they've always they've insane. always had family plans, right? But, um, that no, the fa- they, they've killed the family. The family I, plan oh, still they? exists, but so yeah, that's one of the big questions about these two systems is that. Microsoft's over here making a lot of money charging for Xbox Live. For essentially nothing at Sony, this point. Yeah, exactly. Sony's over here giving away their online service, which is not yeah, great. wishing so, they were charging so for it. So I feel like there's like there's a margin where they both can live, and it's going to shift one. It's, it's like the, the political idea of the Overton window, if you're familiar with that. No. Uh, Sounds it's, good, though. It's sort of what defines liberalism and conservatism, and it's like the bounds are set, but it shifts back and forth on the spectrum. So it's kind of the same thing for these guys. It's like... Either Microsoft's going to start charging for more online stuff, and Sony will have to kind of, or they'll they'll have the leeway to follow suit and charge for. I more. love this is this is some intelligent shit. I love it. <laughs> or <laughs> Windows. <laughs> or do you see what I'm saying though? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, or or Sony's going to stick to their guns of we're the free online service. Come to us for more value, and then Microsoft's going to have to. Well, it's back. it's always been one of the biggest points of differentiation between the two, right? Superior online service that you have to pay for versus perfectly. Functional, but kind right. of more bare bones service online service that's free. So and one superior online service is what Mark, uh, Microsoft really touted absolutely, yeah, in, the, absolutely. in the conference. Yeah. Oh, Three hundred thousand servers—that's online service. I've always tried to not be cynical, but my assumption is that it's going to skew in the direction of paying more money. <sighs> well, I, th- I, I, think I, I, th- I think there's a good chance you're going to see what Xbox, what an Xbox Live membership means. Given that TV is being folded into all this, yeah. it's probably going to change substantially. Sure. Yeah. 
Netflix is such an egregious example, though. Like my my TV has a Netflix app in it. Yes, everything I own like, has. Netflix How can they in charge it? for that? Well, they uh, they flip the switch that says this only works for gold members. I, I just it's I a just, bullet point. Like it's interesting because one of the things one of the reasons people complain about Steam in the original when Steam was instance was that it made games go from per computer to per user, and the same things happened with Live especially since all of the purchases are going to be tied to a user account. So when you buy one of the things we haven't talked about yet, but it is discs. When you buy a disc, you're essentially buying a token yep. to use that game and installs, you put the disc in the drive and installs that drive, that game to the hard drive. And then that game is attached presumably to your user account forever and ever. Yeah. And it, the theoretically it will also use the same, the Xbox, the same rules it uses now where Whichever machine was first installed on it has a perennial license to that. So, so if any, you have one Xbox, I, I and four say, kids. I want to say they confirmed that. that oh, they that did. Any, okay. I, I might be wrong, and that's how it works now. Is that with XBLA games, any profile or, downlo or downloaded games? Yeah, any matter. any profile can play the game, the full game on the system it was purchased. Right. On. But if you play it on any other Xbox, only the profile that purchased it can play. Right. It. Which so, makes sense. So, yeah. for example, when Gina, when I downloaded Burnout Paradise, so that Gina and I could play together, it's not a split screen game. I, I downloaded on the living room Xbox. She played on the living room Xbox, yep. and then I go play in the Xbox in the den. Right. It doesn't work the other way. Right. So um, if, if they stick I, I'm to okay that, with that. If they stick to that, that's that. I think that's sensible. It's I'm not going to say generous, but it's at least what's well, more generous than Steam. Absolutely. And yeah. where are they on the on the used games issue? Because that obviously was the thing that people were kind of most contentious about. So so the disc actually the works the works the token. If you take your disc over, uh, the disc authenticates and lets you. You know, it's still, if you're using the profile, if you're using the profile, you need the disc and the profile. So but, I, so but, but I can't just give or sell a, my game no, to you to no, go well away you can. and play, right? Well, you can, but then they would also have to pay the fee to Microsoft to actually own, like license the game. What's and the then, fee, Brad? Yeah, what would the that, fee? That's the thing that Brad, the messaging, what's the fee? That's the full thing price. the messaging was so mixed on, but it seems like it's whatever full price is at the time. No, come on. Surely yeah. it would have to be some kind of tiered used no, game because, pricing system. No, because, system. because at this point, they, Sorry, consider, GameStop. they consider the disc no more an important delivery mechanism than downloading. It's a key. That's all it is. It's it just, is a yeah. it is a Steam key. So people like us, I, like, I don't think anybody in this room will ever buy a physical disc game for this system. I think we'll just download everything. Every game will be on Did Xbox they say Live. That? Yeah. Uh, every game will have it, right? any any game that's on disc will be available for download. Right. Fantastic. So so, so we, why we have we have no use for discs yeah. anymore. So as opposed to as opposed to Nintendo, where they seem to tie. I mean, the the benefit of this, the good thing about this is that instead of where Nintendo ties downloads to the console, yeah, Nintendo, perennially, Nintendo exclusively uses hardware based DRM, right? 3DS as well. The um, at least with this. You're you're tying it to an account, and then that account comes with you. Right. Should you need to upgrade machines, or your machine gets stolen, or something like and that. And I, I pray to or God dies. that Sony follows suit on this. I mean, I'm an edge case because we work on a bunch of different consoles at one yeah. time. But but ownership rights on the PS3 are an absolute nightmare. It's it, they're terrible. Yeah, because you get like two downloads per. You can only right? authorize two consoles to be able to play a game on with your account. Yeah. Like there's a lot of real weird is, guesswork going on there. Is moving your Xbox Live account to someone else's Xbox? still pain in the ass right it's, now it's so you can still put it on a usb stick yeah uh, but as of the last dashboard update they made they called it cloud profile but all it really is is that you can download your profile onto more than one system but right. how so is that still like a long process where it's it, so they reduce the size of it the download yeah. only takes like 30 seconds but you still have to go on there and punch in your like your whatever what are they calling it it's your live id this week your live id your hotmail account yeah password. like your hotmail account basically but so the thing i'm wondering now is if they're talking about being able to go to other places and play your games and they're, they've got the whole, like, we know your face, 
we'll just sign you right in. I wonder if they're storing like the facial recognition data in the cloud. I'm gonna have photos of all I'm my sure. friends. You think that life size photos put on with popsicle like masks and stuff. yeah. So it's like no, I don't have it's HBO people, account. You think people pull up the the will photo <laughs> and then like oh no, they see a picture of a kid in the room. Right, there's a kid in the room. Kid, you got to put up a daddy photo. So it's, it's, it's just gonna be like it's just gonna be like QR codes and like Pokemon cards now. Yeah. Like people are just gonna download scans of faces to get ownership of stuff. What was that? What was that Sony game with the cards, the playable oh, card um, game? Um, I have oh, judgment. I have judgment. I have judgment yeah. yeah it's like that yeah you just download the face yeah um yeah i wonder if like once your xbox learns your face if they're that's just going to be up in the well and area. you know you know how like if they actually get this right and if the technology really does progress at this point it may, maybe with this generation maybe the next but you know how like you know you create a tiger woods golfer and you painstaking little mass effects you kind of model the face and you they, and then they you do the, the horror beyond they imagining the, yeah it always yes, looks like you always look like a horrific burn victim or whatever but it would be great to sit down and just have it instantly really yeah. accurately map my face and i'm in the game that would be, that would be cool <laughs> yeah yeah stand um, in front of the connect and spin in a circle i mean the, so you, the, you stand on the Lazy Susan. The, the camera in this thing is 1080p, and Anand was speculating that the depth the IR sensor camera, is also yeah. 1080. Um, one of the things they said is it's a per pixel basis for the depth map, rather and for the for the motion tracking stuff, rather than the like. If you ever looked at a, if you ever looked at your living room when the Connect was on through like your phone camera, oh, right? You can see all the dots, all everywhere. the IR dots everywhere. Yeah. Like that, the dots are far apart, right? Um, so that's a, a extremely low resolution. Theoretically, we should have much higher resolution now with this new one, uh, with this new Connect. Uh, works in the dark, so my my living room not, never works with the Connect because I don't have any lights on the wall with the TV. I, they're all behind. So that means you're always backlit and yeah, it can like never tell who you are. There were all kinds of problems with the first generation Connect. Yeah. So too light, too bright, so not far well. enough, too was, far away. It was a prototype that went to market and sold 18 million. I agree. I don't like think it should ever have been brought to market. The quality of the product iteration. is a fucking embarrassment. Like it was ridiculous. Well, well, I, I, but, mine's, not, mine's not even plugged in anymore. It's yeah. like it's, it's, it's in a box of like my disused hardware. Mine's on for voice But I believe that this second generation will see more use because I think it actually will be better this All the revulsion at the Connect is as at the execution, right? Like the promise of it. If yeah, the great, it's always a terrific amazing. idea. Always it's amazing. A idea. Yeah. Well, so the question, the question. I mean, I, I think that that like Rock Band instruments and DDR pads and Wii's was sold on the promise of, of parents looking at their kids bouncing around the living room rather than sitting on the couch playing Call of Duty, right? Sure. Um, and I think that this, like, are they going to buy it again? Like, this is the third time. Conceivably, I mean, I guess you can't get the new Xbox without well, yeah, Connect. It's, it's so there. You're, you're in. And the first Connect, people gave it a pass because really kids don't care as long as there's yeah. some feedback. Yeah. Like, call yeah, did you ever, kids, so are, kids are happy to just like. Grim. I mean, that's why the most popular Connect stuff, I think, is like Happy Action Theater, where you can just yeah. spaz yeah. around yep. and there's for, no for position central, required. Your arms yeah, dance place. central. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can power on with. We, we mentioned this, but you can power on with voice commands. And they say that the field of vision is sixty percent larger. One of the things that they showed was somebody who is really tall, standing right like three feet away yeah. from it, which would never like. I can't. My living room is too small for yeah. it right now, and it's like six feet. In deep. the demos, they show where the connect was placed relative to the TV. I don't know. Was it above the TV, below the TV? I, did, I didn't ask. Hmm. I would hope so, though. I hope you could do that. Yeah, right now mine's above. Hmm. It doesn't look like it has the little the little bow though, like the tilt. Oh, no, it doesn't. Deep it doesn't. Bow. It's not motorized I anymore. I guess because because the, the oh no, that was so awesome that the thing would bow to you. I'm gonna go ahead and my my Sir Bowers. I'm bow. announcing a Kickstarter right now. I'm gonna Kickstarter a Connect a hat motorized so stand. that you can put it over top of it so that you, the see in the dark, always listening camera, 
always on, always oh, listening camera yeah. isn't you know catching my private that's, intimate yeah, moments. I, you know, I'm not creepy. one of these. I'm not one of these people that feels like that's all going back to the NSA or whatever. I know there are people that feel that way. I mean, somebody's probably going to like packet sniff whatever's coming out of that system immediately. Just but what, so, but yeah. what Brand, but what Brandon was saying, I actually find almost kind of believable. They're like two people are sitting around watching a movie. A third person sits down, and the Xbox says, "Well, hold on, that's <laughs> that's going to be an extra. That's going to be an extra three bucks, three dollars. Seriously, well, right? I mean, like, that's, that's not beyond the realm. Way to go, Hollywood." Child thing, at least they'll they'll start off saying, "Okay, if the connect detects a kid and you're watching a rated R movie, then I'll pop a warning." You know, are you sure oh you God. want to let the kid watch the rated R movie? It'll start that way, and then it'll go oh. to you know, once yeah. I mean, actually, I, I can actually see it having legitimate parental control applications. Yeah, fascist. Fascist Hollywood, you're, you're, man. You're a parent now, Will. Oh, you, have, damn. You, have, you have to be a fascist. <laughs> Peter Dinklage can't watch Game of Thrones. I'm just... That's, wow. wow, dude. I don't even, I don't even know how to start <laughs> with you, that. Norm, let's just... Let's, uh, let's talk about the gamepad. Um, they replaced the circle pad that, that nobody likes with the traditional Nintendo I, I like plus pad. Four-way, I like four-way the, current, the current transforming the twisty one, one's I good. perfectly I like, fun. I like the twisty one. It's perfectly fun. Yeah, uh, I was surprised to see that because Nintendo has had a patent on that. Two thousand five, it expired. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, and they and they can't renew that. Uh, patents don't, are not renewable. That's, that's just it for that's them. It for the plus. So anybody can do the plus now. I supposedly. No kidding. So yeah. you know, quite sensibly, this obviously is the one part of the equation that they that they chose not to mess with too much because the the three sixty pad is. Pretty, pretty damn good. It, like it, it, new one looks good too. Of I'm, all I'm, my, I'm, I'm saying because they because they didn't change very much. Yeah. It seems like the big thing that they changed is that the 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 <laughs> the kind of nub on the back where the batteries hang off has now been replaced with a flatter, it's, it's more flush, flush. So the guide yeah. button is now kind of like oh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's like up and away, and it's like a little illuminated it's kind of above, jet jewel yeah, now above the face of the controller. Yeah. And kind There's of a weird silhouette place. for the main controller, and then like above that, it's like a different material finish. Yeah, and it almost looks like when you when you plugged in the charging cable. One, it's almost like the base of that ch- cable is what that looks like. Force um, feedback in the triggers. Did uh, I read that right? Yes. Those, yeah, so that's each, so there, there that are. That could be cool. Yeah. There are four motors now for force speed feedback. They, so they, in the past they had two. They had one big one and one small one. So right. they still have those. And now there's also one attached to each trigger. Right. right. But there's no resistance on the triggers, which I was disappointed. Well, there's a spring, but it's not like it's but, not but like force no, feedback no variable resistance. resistance. Yeah. I was thinking like for for Forza, you know, like the 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 more you push down a uh, like the brake pedal, the yeah. harder it is to push. I was hoping right. you get some of that, but it's not. So that would be cool. This is this. This is haptics, not force feedback, just yeah. to be clear. Okay. Um, the uh, It looks like that plastic on the front is... The reason I thought it was an IR thing so it can detect which which controller is which yeah. is that plastic looks like the kind of shiny like an IR. IR did they, they explain... Jeff said that's plastic. Did, that's did they explain what the little dual screen button was? There's like a little button on the that panel. Looks like that looks a like a multi yeah, yeah. That's sort of like the... That's Snap kind of similar button. to what Apple uses for the Expose key on their keyboards. Like yeah. it's just two windows implies like two So in Windows apps, 8, there's multi- a snap mode. Oh, the snap feature? The, the okay. 220 pixels. Yeah. They're going to have that in the next one. And that's on, that's on the... That, that is a Windows 8 icon. And uh, someone else pointed this out. I guess no longer... There's no longer any concept of a headset. You just would use the Kinect microphone. Uh, no, no, no. There's a, there's a port there's on the bottom. There's a port on the bottom. Oh, is there? They, they talked yeah. about it. It's, uh, the port won't work with your existing headsets. No, well, because it's a... It is a like a data... I, I think it's custom, but it's essentially like a USB port now. Because like the, the current ones just have a, an analog mm-hmm. headphone jack, but right. this one is it looks you can like plug a, a chat pad into it, something like that. But they said chat it's pads a, always good to have. So they said this new port will actually be able to power a, a five one headset. Oh, oh, great! Which, great. Oh, that would be cool. Which I'm sure they'll be happy to sell you for seventy nine ninety nine. Not, not excited. Um, um, I guess they'll open that up to third parties, but uh, why? Why would they? 
No, yeah. I like the I like the idea of that. You know, I mean, you, know, you stay up late gaming, you don't want to waste sure, your other people sure. in the house. Like it, it probably is going to enable way better or way higher quality voice chat it, and, and that kind of thing. It's better than the existing option, which is take your weird five point one headset and then run a cable from yeah, the controller there, up yeah. to that. There's, there's no great solution yeah, like, for that. So like, this yeah. this hopefully will be good. Absolutely, it's kind of like what the what they did with the Roku three, right? They added the headset. Yeah, function. except for that's pretty dumb. I think. I'm curious to see what the microphone looks like on the Connect if it's uh, as directional as like the. The creative stuff. Well, so that's good. that's one of those other things that's changed in the last eight years is the ability to filter out background noise based on what's playing is much better and now. Very, than it was very before. directional. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was setting up Mumble on the PC last night, and like all the algorithms and sliders and stuff for like what's signal to noise and what's human voice and what's like hum. Yeah, are seem really advanced. It's now. Cr it's cr and the stuff that they yeah like if you. One of the things that blew me away the other day is I was walking on the street talking to somebody on the phone, and I was standing right next to a fountain, like something that traditionally you would think, oh, they're never going to be able to hear me next right. to this. And I, and I was like, can you hear me okay? And my father was like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. You know, I was like, you realize I'm, I'm standing right next to this. Okay. And you don't even have HD voice. Whereas yeah. like with the, with the current Connect, I don't know if you've ever played multiplayer games with somebody who's using that as their oh. voice. Oh, it's terrible. Horrendous. Unlistenable. Horrendous. It's unusable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're the, bad the, people. The mic, the mic spans the whole base of that new Connect, so you would hope there's some kind of direction, direct directionality to it. Um, I mean, you know, presumably they they want to use it for Skype, so there's oh, got, yeah. it's got to have some degree of quality. Yeah, there, that, was, there was a lot of a lot of derision about that Skype demo, but I mean, like if it's a you know it's a 1080p camera, like that could be pretty useful for people. I, I have paying one of those the Cisco boxes. Yeah, well, that's that, that thing's does, dead. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, at this point. I, I, I've said this before in the podcast, and I'm sure you're in the same boat as me, Gary, but the the my feelings about the video chat stuff have changed dramatically since the birth of a child. Like, I was completely wrong about the value I mean, of FaceTime and video Skype and all of that stuff. I've probably spent more time on FaceTime and Skype since the baby was born in, in, in the 10 months that we've had the baby in all the years that that technology has been around because it is the number one application. Yeah. My my parents send me a text every Sunday morning. They're like, "Hey, yeah. we're on Wi-Fi. It's, time, you... it's time for the baby show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> show me the baby. And if there's actually if there's actually a good quality camera in the living room, that's going to be great for yeah. that. Yeah, um, the OS I think is super interesting. They're uh, they they kind of touched on this in the big keynote, but then they got into more detail in the tech thing that followed up, which I unfortunately missed. But um, Anantech and ZDNet both had good good kind of write ups about it. Um, there's three OSs, which is what they said on the stage, which is kind of disingenuous. One of the OSs is a hypervisor, uh, and a hypervisor, uh, so this is, they're running virtualized OSs on this console, which is the, which is the thing you should take away. And when we say virtualized OSs, we don't mean like running virtual Vox or VMware or something like that on a desktop where you have windows and then you have another OS running inside windows. Right. What a hypervisor does is a, it's a very low level OS that runs on the metal and then virtualizes everything out to equal, yeah, to, to equal OSs. You can think of them as like sandboxes, right? They just, they don't, they don't Pretty interact much. or touch. Hypervisor is a proprietary Microsoft thing. Yeah. So it's not, it's like, I like their no, no, hypervisor. Little, no, no, no. They, they're using their, their hypervisor is a, is a class of thing. And Microsoft has a proprietary. This is one. just a little geek, geeky factoid, but they, oh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, Dave Cutler. Does that ring any bells? Uh, the guy they hired. The, no. So, so there's a single guy who wrote the whole hypervisor for this thing, and I still think it's. I think it's awesome that in this day and age, for a piece of machinery this complex, that one guy can still architect like an entire subsystem for it. It was. It was the guy they described as like having invented the operating system. I'm not sure who he was, but um, well, so so the hypervisor. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't remember. That's fine. Um, the the benefit of this is that you have a very low level OS. 
Um, performance in each of the VMs is better than it would be on the if you were running it inside. Like for example, if they were running Windows on this and then we're running the Xbox VM inside this, the performance is better if you're running on the hypervisor. Very low overhead. Very very, very low overhead. And they, they said um, during this panel that the set uh, percentage of resources are allocated to these two things at all times. So it's not yes. like it's not like the heavier the game load is, the worse your apps are going to perform because the apps always have that minimum threshold. Of, of computing that sounds like the kind of thing they're going to fudge over time maybe though. um the especially for first party stuff yeah. <laughs> um the but the benefit is right now when you hit the xbox controller and it takes a second for the for the the blade thing to pop up whatever they call that now um that sh that the from the demos that they were showing on stage assuming they were live it's much much very smart should all be that. That. the thing Windows. that i actually thought was most impressive was the snapping between like completely different applications yeah. like whether yeah. it be t tv game like it was instantaneous yeah. it was so pretty there's cool. a windows nt kernel running at all times that they could just that yeah, so the, so that's the, for that's for the, the app layer right so the hypervisor is one os yeah the windows kernel which runs apps and it seems like connect input yeah. and stuff like that is the second os and then right. the third os is the xbox os which gives exclusive access to games right um, and Netflix, something like Netflix would run in the Windows, Windows one. So you could watch yeah. Netflix and immediately jump into a game after it's loaded in the background. I like yeah. I liked the way one of the engineers described it on that tech panel, which was that when they built 360, like apps on consoles didn't exist. And they built that thing purely as a games machine. They never even dreamed that like Right, so they had to kind stuff. of bolt that stuff on later. Right. This obviously is for the ground and up they were, and they were, yeah, and capable of doing and the, all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. They were like, we can't see into the future and know what the next like big social media thing is going to be two years from now. Yeah. So we're creating this like robust platform. And also, um, I don't know if you guys know, they have opened up software development to partners directly on this thing. Oh, so, like they were, so instead of them writing the Verizon all, all those, app, the Comcast all those, app? All those terrible apps that are on the 360 yeah. now that were all done like in-house or in partnership with Microsoft, Like I think there's just an API now that people can make their Thank own apps. Thank God. Yeah. And I the mean, API should, should be, be familiar way better. anyone Good. developing for Windows 8. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it should be, should be modern Metro-style apps. Um, the, uh, uh, so the interesting thing about all this hypervisor stuff is... In the run-up to Windows 7, the release of Windows 7, when Vista was tanking really badly, this was one of the this hypervisor thing was one of the concepts that they had put forward for not Windows 7, but Windows After, which ended up being Windows 8. And it could be something that we still end up seeing in a future future version of Windows, where you run core stuff on one VM in the hypervisor and you run and each app has its own VM essentially. What a great buzzword. Hypervisor. Hypervisor. It, it's an old term. It came from the seventies. It was it was huh. originally conceived of in like the, the mid seventies. The, the thing like. above the supervisor. Hypervisors <laughs> are a year older than me, huh. so there you go. Um, the task switching stuff seems good. There's they talked a lot about TV stuff. Uh, I we have seen TV pass through of this nature in the past with Google TV and kind of the Wii U. Even it hasn't yeah. been very good. Um, if they bring the kind of performance that they showed in the demo, it may be more interesting. But I, I like, I'm a TiVo user, and I'm happy with the TiVo. And if this can't, like, it, it's, I don't see how this is not going to have the same problem as the Google TV had with the PVR on the device. Where if you if you have a PVR on your cable box, I don't see how this TV viewing experience is going to be useful. They, this is well, not for those people. They want people to get off TiVo. And for, the, for, the, for the for the for the most part, yeah, it's really just replicating a feature that. The guy. You have another box that does it already. For me, personally, I find it attractive in the sense that 
I'm tired of switching between inputs all the time. I, you know, I just had to buy a thing that had six HDMI inputs. So it'd be anything that minimizes those. And the constant awareness is nice. Like I, I, I could be sitting at home on a Sunday evening watching Downton Abbey yeah. on live television and actually and get a friend request, do you want to go play Gears of War? I'll go, yeah. I'll go do that. Well, and I guess, I mean, you're right. I, I have built a lot of ecosystem to support shitloads of devices hooked up to the TV. I have a crazy universal remote that turns on the receiver and the, and the TV and whichever thing I want to watch and switches it all to the right inputs. And, and if they use the HDMI control stuff, you should be able to say Xbox on the Xbox turns the TV to the, to the right channel, sets the receiver to the right input and you just, you're good to go. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I really like, I'm pretty skeptical of ditching DVR for Hulu and Xbox video. Well, yeah. And well, Netflix. so so this is something. Patrick, Does it actually have like a coaxial cable no, input it, in no, the back it, of no, it? No, it has HDMI pass through, so you'll yeah. still need a cable box. Uh, so, so this was so this is something that, that Patrick brought up because he is a, a cable subscriber. So am I. Um, the DVRs you get from the cable company are complete fucking garbage. Like the yeah. interface is just atrocious. The new, well, the new, X, one's the new good. Xfinity X one is actually pretty is it, is good. It okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe it's better, but still, what if? That box was still performing the recording of the shows, but you used the Xbox interface to navigate and access well, so, all of the programming. So that's that was the fundamental problem with the Google TV. The Google TV sat between your PVR and and your TV with the HDMI pass through, and the only DVR that it could talk to was a Dish Network DVR like box. One specific model. What, no, no, it was it was it had you had to use a Dish Network PVR. Is it because that was the they didn't have the partnerships to. or because of the hardware? I'm sure, it's because they didn't have the partnerships. So that's my that's my question about this thing. Do you think this there's any possibility this feature will work with a company that they haven't like a cable provider they have not made no a chance to deal with? Oh, the, the HDMI pass through might work, but you won't have access to PVR stuff, and, or or even probably like the channel guide. No, you'll you channel so? guide. They can license that data. Are that that okay. data is in the world. You know, the, the the biggest part of this stuff these days is is not the hardware, it's but it's it's the content deals. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I, I, obviously they've already made a deal with Comcast. No, all the major guys, Time Warner, Dish, they'll all have to sign on. So to it. the the nice thing about this is that is that it does allow context unaware search for content. So if you say, hey, I want to watch, I, you know, show me HBO, it will change to the HBO channel and you'll be able to watch HBO. If you say, did you I want to watch NBC. Go, or did you mean HBO well, on okay. TV? HBO is a bad example. I want to watch NBC. It puts you on the NBC HD channel. Mm -hmm. That's that's interesting. More interesting to me than that is if you say, hey, I want to watch 30 Rock, it says, okay, you have 30 Rock here on, it's live now, it's on Netflix, it's on Hulu, and it's on the, the NBC app. So the Xfinity, the, the, new, the new on X1 demand. box does that. If I search for 30 Rock, it'll give me a unified list of like episodes that are recorded on my DVR, things that are available on demand. The next time they're going to be shown on live TV, it's all... And does it include Hulu and Netflix and all that other stuff too? Uh, no, it doesn't go that far, but yeah. that would be... That would be nice. So TiVo does that now with its with its iPad app. It doesn't do it in the main UI. Um, it would be really nice if it did. I mean, that that's the future that I want to live in. I've got 20 minutes left, by the way. So if you want to cover anything okay. else, we should Let's continue. Uh, you, um, uh, the 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 football stuff, the interactive stuff, I thought was super vague and the fantasy stuff. I was like, not only th th that stuff, but then they did a whole thing with NFL commissioner and the on the you know people on the side, the football players on the sidelines will be using Xbox technology, like. Super. I, I, the fantasy stuff is interesting for people who are into fantasy football. I That's mean, look, it. if you're not into that, then I no, you don't an, care. I read an interesting piece in the Guardian the other day about how you know the reaction to this. It's interesting. There was a lot of snark. There was a lot of cynicism. Very mixed. Um, 
there's a, apparently a, a book called You Are Not a Robot, and the argument that the that the um, that the author makes is that in our hyper-connected age, where everyone, everyone's reacting instantly on the internet, the, the in, individual people become like neurons in the brain. They're just firing instantly. Like these have these knee-jerk reactions to every every stimulus that comes at them. And so what you get are these instant reactions where everyone's racing to respond. We saw this during the Boston bombings, right? All this bullshit that came out because nobody processed anything properly. Um, and if you look, if you go back all the way back to where we started here with the 360 launch, remember Velocity Girl? Like how much of what they promised or how much of what they talked about the Xbox 360 experience was on the day actually ended up being relevant to what the experience really was over the long term. I think, you know, all these presentations, you really have to kind of take them with a pinch of salt. Um, and also, I, I think we have to get away from this culture of instant instant reaction. Your, all those Twitter reactions, I, I was watching it live and I was watching the Twitter reactions come in and some are positive, some are negative. They were all over the map. But like, I, I, in almost all cases, I guarantee you this, your, whatever your instant reaction is to something, if you're racing to bash out a tweet the second you saw something, your, that reaction is probably worthless because a, a, a proper reaction, an intelligent, thoughtful reaction to something takes time to consider and process and think about. You can't just go, oh, I think this. It, that's probably the most worthless response you can make. I'm going to watch you ever so closely during the <laughs> WWDC keynote in a couple of weeks, Gary. Oh, well, I, I tend to go dark during those things. I mean, incidentally, that so type, For exactly this reason. That type of reaction makes up probably 90% of the commentary that is posted to the internet. Right. You know? Well, yeah, because you got to get out first. But it's only, but it's interesting. It's only now, a few days later, where people had a time to talk about the Xbox One, have had time to kind of look at the hardware and like think about what this all means. We're now starting to see more considered and thoughtful reaction. I would rather read those pieces than the instant knee-jerk Twitter stream that's coming out well, like the second somebody says something. true that those reactions are worthless, but then you take them for what they are. They're entertainment. I suppose. So, I mean, there was a lot of good snark. I mean, how much entertainment do we get out of the Call of Duty dog? I mean, that, that, that was great. That, they that are was some pretty totally going to kill that dog. That was my knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> I absolutely know that's yeah, true. That's, that's the, that is that's a the, dead motherfucking dog. That's the setting off the nuke moment of, yeah. of this game. I have never Marlo. seen. Yeah. He's walking. I don't know. Walking, I mean, dead I, man, I, dead dog I totally, walking, I totally see that, but I can go either way on that. The dog's going to die, and then you're going to jump into uh, a helicopter mo as a building collapses. I mean, it, it is telling that the, out of this entire presentation, that was the thing that people enjoyed the most. Because, like, think about how long we've sat here talking about the system without mentioning any games. The dog uh, was well, awesome. And right? I, I, I was going to make the same point that this is almost like the, the presentation itself, right? We talked about everything else except games, and that was the main hardcore gamers were like, where are the games? Where are the games? I'm, presumably, they're coming at E3. Well, that's the thing. All, like, all of the discontent that's coming out of this event like all these people going like oh Microsoft doesn't care about true gamers all they care about is the the bros and the NFL fans and the family it's I don't I don't feel like I can have an opinion about this thing yet because they were very obviously getting all that stuff out of the way so they right. can just go hard on games at E3. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, their, their priority was, and there have been arguments about how well the messaging of this thing was, was managed. Um, but which, which are valid arguments. Clearly, sure. they're, clearly they're, they're, it seemed like their priority was to, to show off all the new things that it can do and that's why people think a lot of people seem to be assuming that because it does all these new things, it's going to be doing those things in place of playing games. Right. But but obviously, I'm fairly confident that there's still going to be a lot of games. I mean, for this here, thing. here's I mean, the, the but the thing is though, the kind of people. Why do you have a stream that you put on TV and you stream out to the internet? If the people who are watching that are the people who are core gamers, because they need the announcement and they're gonna they want you to get direct messaging. Yeah, but, but the direct, hour, but, but if they're messaging to the guys who play fantasy football and don't don't watch video game news, then why put that on the internet? Well, I bet I bet their because gamble it's for analysts. I bet their gamble is Maybe. that if we're going to show a big bulk of video games, the most people that care about that stuff will be watching at E3. Fair, okay. 
I mean, they, so they, they I don't, have to. I don't they have to get the media and the Skype stuff, like the cable TV stuff, out sometime. Right, that's true. Like, think about every time you go to a press conference or watch one on the internet at E3. Yeah, and they spend fifteen minutes that's demoing, demoing. Like, remember the smart glass demo yeah. during oh. Microsoft press conference last year? So like, how hard? If, yeah, if they had gone to E3, a game specific event, and yeah. talked about TV stuff for right. forty-five minutes, right. that would have been much. So worse. they're not okay. going to they're not going to demo Skype again. So seventeen days from now. It was a pretty rude awakening at the end of this thing. Yeah, that's bad. The E3 counter popped up, and it was like, 19 days till E3. I was like, fuck. I got to get plane tickets. Uh, yeah, same here. But but that's the thing. Like, they just showed all this stuff. They're not going to demo Skype again at their E3 press Fair conference. Enough. This They're is going to be a good E3. Like, I mean, the first time in many years that we've seen two big yeah, systems like basically going, up, going head to head. It's crazy. Uh, so, uh, I mean, and they said at this thing, we are going to ship 15. I mean, it remains to be seen, but they said we're going to ship 15 first party exclusives in the first year of this machine. Like that, I, I don't doubt that. That is a lot of exclusive games. Viva Pinata. Including a, a rare yeah. game. They're, they're bringing back yeah, a rare game. Yeah. Viva Pinata. Uh, I, I highly doubt that. Um, but, but the thing. So the big takeaway for me and the reason the hardware is interesting when, when they got into the details is that like this is a machine that they can build theoretically in mass quantity. Like yeah. there is no there are no surprises on the hardware. There's nothing like doing the less less intensive compute and GPU core means that they should be able to make shitloads of these and probably have been for a while. Doing DDR3 memory means there's no bottleneck there. Then it's just how many of these can they solder onto boards and it's a single board from looking at the wired pictures. Like there should be no bottlenecks, and if they're really serious about beating Sony this go round, then they subsidize. They announce a subsidized, super cheap price so with price. two years of live, and they jam it out. And there's 15 million of them in the channel by the end of the year. Yeah. I, I, do, I do think you'll see two tiered pricing. I think you'll see like just take it out the door price for like whatever it'll be for nine. Yeah, on and off and contract. Then, like, it's just that it's. it's I, moved I think to that the take out the door price will be higher than previous generations. Seven hundred dollars because they want to do self impr- They 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 want to do the thing is the thing is I'm actually thinking about I don't know how I'm gonna get mine yet, but. Uh, given the, you mean you, like instead of exchanging money for goods or services? No, 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 I'm thinking about no, I'm thinking about like which deal I would want to take. Oh, okay. Presumably, since you kind of we all we're all going to want Xbox Live, you may as well just buy the get subsidized the subsidized price, one yeah. and, and take the two year contract. Or if whatever. if if in the end you still come out ahead, you know, like if your if your live bill goes up to twenty dollars a month because of that, that's a little harder. To yeah, I mean, we, I, I think all the, yeah. I think all the prices going to change. change. That, that's all. That's also assuming that live service is the only thing they're going to use to subsidize this thing. I mean, we had heard some talk a couple months ago that they were out there talking to cable companies about subsidizing as part of a cable subscription. Ugh. Which so like you know imagine if you got this thing from Comcast. I, I think but that that that's, I think that's off the table because there's no yeah. I'm, no I'm not saying that that actually came right. to fruition. That may have all fallen through. But would like, you, I've got a deal for you. Would you buy? Would you buy the <laughs> Xbox One? It's free. The hardware is free. Xbox Live, everything. The service is free for life. You never pay a nickel. But. The way that they monetize it is you sign a, an agreement agreeing that via the Connect sensor, you are part of a 24-7 live Truman Show channel oh. that is available <laughs> to all other users at all time. Wow. So you can go to a Truman Show channel so it's basically and pick like any Xbox Live user and, and get a live feed into their living room at any given time, and you are one of those for users. I mean, anyone can select the Shoemaker channel and see oh. what's going on in your house. I would never do that, but I bet a lot of people would. Yeah, like we're in but a like special You can case. never like sit around in your pants, like scratching your I know, dick, that's like the thing. you know, things that you like to well, do. You can, you just have to not care. You right. can actually monetize that. You can be yeah. like a power, you know, one of those YouTube users. For 500 bucks, if I get 500 bucks on this PayPal account right now, I drop the, I drop the, you'd be constantly in like a heightened state of awareness, right? Like that thing's really broadcasting my, you all the time. I think my wife would probably veto that one. But it's free. I, I, she's, 
she's comfortable with spending money to not be broadcast live over the internet. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think you would, I don't think you would go down a storm in my house either. But it'd be an interesting. Uh, uh, I, I, it's a social experiment. Interesting to see how many people would sign up. For Re- that. Realistically. Like I think two hundred bucks subsidized is probably where they're going to start. I think uh, uh, that, unlike that past generations, yeah, they, oh, they yeah. don't want to. They don't want to take a loss on the hardware. We'll, yeah. Well, here's the thing: we'll know how much we'll know we'll know what their yield on the machines oh, is when God, we see means, what the pricing. That is. means launch day is going to be even worse. It's going to be like buying a cell phone, right? You're going to have to pass a credit yeah. check, sign up mm. for a two year plan. Like, well, unless you're already on the unless you're already on the live, it's, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just they charge you live up front. I'm just going to try and get mine online, get it shipped, do it all. Yeah, that's just like store. buying a cell phone. I mean, if you're doing it on a plan Hope base. FedEx shows up. Um, I, I, I mean, 10 minutes. Does anybody think that the, the, it's not gonna, there's not going to be a subsidized plan with this? I think, think they're, they're, I'm, I'm almost all, certain, I think there, will be a, almost certain there will be a subsidized I mean, that, that pilot program they ran on the 360 at Microsoft stores was like right. mind-bogglingly successful. Yeah. Even though you ended up paying way more in the That was $999. how you get the Oberon window. I mean, paying the, for the, like the, the American buying public loves to defer their costs, even yeah. even if yeah. they're yeah. idiots. Yeah. As a I mean, I mean, this, I mean, the cell phone model is very, very well established. Yeah. I'll happily pay. Well, the thing is, though, I'm going to pay for live. It, the question is, are they going to have two tiers of live? Is yeah. there going to be a subsidized console live, and then the normal five dollars a month or whatever it is, six dollars a month? What, for what the is year? live a year now? It's sixty bucks a year. Yeah, but that's you know that's that's if you buy it with a credit card from them. You, you, know, you, you can get, get cards for $35, 40 dollars. Yeah. Double that price is what oh, I think wow. live will be. Wow, ten bucks a month. 20, 20 they're bucks. not providing data. I do, I do think. I do think the price will go up. I yeah. th- the oh man, the I'm offering, surprised the that offering, there was no the offering uh, needs to improve. There was no cellular built into this. I was kind of yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so that why no cellular? I don't think you've even brought this up because did. did you guys you saw this? You guys saw the story. So the always online DRM stuff <sighs> yeah. is out the window. Yes, which created such a horrible PR fiasco for them. Well, but there is a, a 24-hour check-in. Well, someone said 24-hour, and then PR said we are not confirming at this time. Okay. Uh, so 24-hour is the is what someone who works at Microsoft has said. But I think that's I the kind of thing they can change out. easily uh, yeah, at sure. the last minute. Yeah, but sure. like, again, this is the sort of thing that you need to wait and see. Um, but that, I mean, that, but that's a horribly restrictive. Steam does a t- two-week one, right? Is that what it is? Your cable box does it. Your cable box checks in like three yeah. o'clock in the morning and checks for firmware updates and stuff. Yeah, but, but never that's different your, than you're never going to take your cable box elsewhere, and the cable, with few exceptions, is never going to be down. You know, most right. people don't take their Xboxes elsewhere. Well, Jeff made the point of like you go to Evo and you want to play a bunch of fighting games with people in a hotel room. No, but hotel internet is so bad you can't get the Xbox on there. Like suddenly you can't play. This the is Xbox. why I was surprised right. there was no cellular because then they could bundle that into exactly. the live like, so, and then also like get kinda, away with like the, a Vita style, like, well, or, or actually more like the uh, like Kindle style, like just. Oh, like like a, like a whisper, low priority. Yeah, because yeah. like how much data does it need to send just to, to mm-hmm. like authenticate? So just to kind of wrap up real quick, like what was the, I'm curious, what was the mood like just around the, the giant bomb brain trust after all this? Like Jeff and you and Patrick and Ryan, what was everybody thinking? What not was the takeaway? Not like overwhelmingly positive or blown away, but but again, at least for me, it's, it's more of a wait and see. It's like, great, there's a bunch of nice to have features that I personally am not going to use. But I guess it's you know it's cool that they're there. But I, but show me the games line. I think E three the real story I, will be told. I, I, you know Ryan, I think Ryan summed it up pretty well on the podcast when he said that they are literally just staying the course. Like they are doing exactly what the three sixty has been doing for the last five years, just better. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, 360 Which has been very successful for them. Because there's a lot of movement away from, you know, high-end consoles and yeah. for gaming. I mean, more people are playing games, period. Right. But then you also have no Xbox indie games. And the, well, the same is yeah. true of PS3, right? I mean, PS4 is just a super PS3. Well, I mean, the, the, well, they haven't really, they're not changing the, the paradigm. They're, well, they're saying it's going to be easier to build games That's for, and then they trotted out a whole shitload of indie games. But, the, but, yeah. the, but the basic experience of sitting in front of your big TV with your controller is basically, oh, sure. it's the same as yeah, it ever yeah, was. Yeah, sure. Okay. But yeah. Microsoft going harder for the media and entertainment angle right. where Sony is just building the fastest. Well, we don't know, we don't know for sure. Sony Sony may have done it backwards, right? The, the other way around. They, they kind of went games first and they may sure. show the media stuff later. For I now, think, though, it seems like the emphasis is we built the fastest gaming machine we could and made it really easy to make games for. The, right. the, and other, and the media and services angle is something that Microsoft has a huge advantage over Sony for because yeah. they have infrastructure and they build OSs as yep. a big and part of their business, and I, I yeah. just and just as kind of like a like a final thought on this, because I was at IGN the other day and I was talking to Greg Miller and a couple of other guys about this. Like, is Wii U, is Nintendo fucking, is it over? Like every generation, people say on oh, Nintendo, Nintendo's doomed. But I'm kind of feeling like maybe it does not look good for the Wii U in the coming years. I don't know. Does it? I don't know if you can ever bet against Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. But the Wii U is not in good shape. No, right it's now. not right now. No, but. I mean more games. I mean, they they'll Just some games. More, be, yeah. Any games would be more. They'll be at E3. They've already said like the new Mario game will be there. They will be. At oh, E3. okay. I'm, yeah, I, I think they're not they, doing a press conference. I think okay. they flat out said, and it's the you know the Mario Galaxy team. It's like the oh, core. Oh, that's core. what we want. Core exactly. Mario. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. the core. Like that alone will will make. I, I, I think the story that we use for me will be the story it. of every other Nintendo console I've ever owned, which is at the end of the day ends up being worth it for the yep. half dozen yep. really great Nintendo that's games. Exactly what it'll be. But from a business standpoint, why can't they just make more money? Sung those games on other consoles. Yeah, I know it's more, against their philosophy, core philosophy yeah. and everything they stand for. More control. Yeah, they want, to, they want to control the experience top to bottom like Apple. Did Jeff say anything about how loud it was? Did, were we, was he able to see a unit running or, or be I in a position to hear it? I don't even know that there were like consoles like real in consoles. The, in the and, and whatever was there, there wouldn't have been final hardware anyway. Yeah. This is, again, well, that's the kind of stuff you can't know until you actually I, take it out of the box. That but I mean, the, the, the Anon did that really extensive kind of the technical breakdown, and yeah. power breakdown and said that it should be significantly quieter than the PS4 yeah, the, based on what's in there. The, well, and the core, like you should be able to turn off CPU. Every yeah. Everything in that machine can be turned off independently of everything else. He said that much. the power gating was such that it could get down to like 20 watts at idle. Like, like the, the idea is if you're going to leave this thing on all the time as your media cable device, yeah. Yeah. Like you might leave it on 24 hours a day, right? right. Yeah. And, and for it to be that, it can't be a leaf blower, right? right? It's right. got to be as quiet as well, a cable half box. Well, t- half the physical box is, is heatsink yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah, it's a big box. And if you look at the top, like half of it is a giant vent. Yeah. 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 And that's why it's that, that the diagonal vent design and not the lattice. No design. heart, no vertical Xbox Ones, it looks like. Yeah. About five minutes. Um, let me play some music and we'll do what we've been testing and I'll let you talk about Blinky because I want to give you some shit. Okay. Gary, you've been testing something. I've been testing many things, uh, but you want to talk about Blinking? Well, that's what I had on the list. But if you, I don't know why you want to give me shit about it. It's fun. It's like it's a five dollar app on the App Store, and basically it's a it's a vintage uh, throwback word processor. The Mac App Store, right? Yeah, on the Mac App Store, and it makes your Mac. It's a simple text editor, but it has a variety of. Um, old school font. So oh, you basically, it basically turns your computer into the in Matthew Broderick computer from Wargames. I, I saw you. And you can write text documents. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I, Braga, I, I'm a sucker for that kind of retro. Why, what are you, why are you going to give him shit? Because he doesn't like skeuomorphism. Oh. Well, because you don't like skeuomorphism. That's a fun one. Okay, okay. I'm not Some skew- shit about skeuomorphism isn't isn't in itself a good or a bad thing. This there is are, there are good and bad applications of it. Yeah, I choose to now write some of my documents in that old style format, and it's fun. I like it. And I guess because it's if if 
if Apple replaced text edit with Blinky, and, I, you would be upset. And I got to say, it's very well done. Like, I mean, it has the curvature of the screen. It has the, the degauss, you know, I mean, it, the, the, the phosphorus glow. Like, it really does make it feel like does an old school Does it make, like, monitor. clicky keyboard noises does, when you type? It, it, it has, like, eight different clicky keyboard noises. Oh, my God. You can okay, okay, so I'm in. I'm back. I think you should, I, I think you should, I think you should <laughs> try it out. I take it back. I, I apologize think, unreservedly. I think you should try it out. You might enjoy it. Uh, what else have you been testing, Gary, in the last few minutes? Um... I went to the Virgin Galactic spaceport in New Mexico. That was, I mean, that was, I didn't really, I didn't really really test very much, but I got to hang out at like a real live space station, I guess you would call it. Well, spaceport. Uh, Yeah, it's cool. It's out in the middle of the New Mexico desert. Did you get to see White Knight one or two? Um, No, I didn't see any ships. I just saw like the big hangar and like the astronaut lid, some of the astronaut facilities. How long Um, did it take to get out there? Uh, man, a long time. It took about, it's out way, way out in the middle of the desert near Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Really? That's the name of the town? Yeah. That's a fantastic name. Yeah, it's a cool name. Uh, and uh, the first time we took a, a, an SUV out there, we burst a tire because the, the gravel on the road is so thick. And so we had to take a helicopter back, which is cool. Well, that was okay. Um, I got to hang out with real live uh, astronauts. Okay. Former NASA astronauts who now work for SpaceX. Okay. Uh, it was cool. It was a really fun experience. Did, um, did, you, did you like load up the like Spaghetti Western playlist on your iPhone as you were like driving out through the desert? No, or no, anything, no. We didn't, we didn't do anything like that. But okay. uh, it's very like, yeah, you're, you're way, way out there. This was for press for, for after Earth. For after Earth, they did the uh, they did the press junket, you know, where they invite all the press to come, and you know, you know, when you see like those interviews on like, Access Hollywood, yeah, where, like Will Smith or Tom Cruise or whatever sitting there with like the poster behind him doing like a kind of like a you know puffy interview. Yeah. That's how they that's how they generate. What those. was they, the most the press challenging come part of working yeah. in Costa Rica? And Will and Will sits there. I, I watched him do it. He sits there for like six hours and like just rolls interviews back to back. And there's a publicist, but it's off camera because they have like fixed cameras. They give the feed to the the journalists. Yeah, this right. is that this is that process that Mila Kunis like famously yes. subverted a, a, a few months yes. ago. Yeah, whenever you see one of these, sometimes they go viral. Um, and uh, but it was fun. It was good to, good to hang out. With. I've, got, I've got lots of fun astronaut stories for you next time. I, like I said, I've got to jump in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a couple of minutes. But after Earth, next Friday comes. So you're just here to promote your movie. I see how it is. Yeah, that's yeah. Which is, so which which is why like? I'm spending a massive thirty seconds at the end of this <laughs> and ninety minute podcast to do it. I hear, I hear what you, was it I like working with Will Smith? And <laughs> yeah, I've got a clip. What are we going to yeah. see? I don't know. What's on? What's this clip? So uh, this was originally Will and Jaden's idea, but but then you came and kind of uh, fleshed it, was, it out. It right? was Will's idea, and uh, they hired me, and I wrote the movie, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> you should go see it. It's good. Excellent. I think it's good. I I literally only saw the finished film for the for the first time last week, and I think it's pretty good. Excellent. Um, anything else you've been testing besides space and and uh, uh, retro? I feel like I feel like there are other things, but I haven't had a chance right now. I'm kind of blanking on them. Blinky, I guess you should you should check out Blinky. I think you'd really like three it. bucks, um, four bucks. Yeah, the new Xfinity X1 cable box. We should talk about that next. I time. I think next time, time. You, next time you're here, we should actually talk about that at length. And it's pretty cool. uh, watching a lot of Downton, I love Downton. Man, Mr. Bates is my favorite character. I, like Wait, I've you watched. Came, you came to this late, or have you, are you into it? Well, yeah, but it hasn't been on in a while. Well, no, we we, we came to it, we came to it like I I, I we bought Wait, an iTunes. What do you mean? We've been, we been working now? working our oh, way it through. Popped up on TiVo the other day. We're almost done now. We're almost caught up on the end of the third season. Oh, okay. Man, what a show! Like the first couple of seasons, like this is silly, but like yeah. you get really sucked oh, into yeah. it. Well, it's yeah. about nothing. It's like Seinfeld. No, but no, but in the it, ten, no, it becomes it becomes more dramatic as it goes on. I mean, it's 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 very soapy. Yeah, but, but it's it's fun. But it's, it's, re- fun. it's really it's compulsive. Fun. It's fun. It's very opera. much compulsive but, viewing. But I guess so. My thing about it because we watched the whole thing is it's basically like you'll have a two episode arc where nothing happens. It's just about there's a there's a misunderstanding and then something happens upstairs. Yeah, lots of people getting very. Uh, that's, that's the life of the idle rich, right? I understand. Yeah, lots of people <laughs> getting very upset about things they read in the newspaper, and it's just wow. it's just so awesome. My my good my, god, beats. Yes, my Kickstarter idea is to do a. Downton Abbey 
but in modern times. So you rent a massive manor, have a whole bunch of servants come in, and you just do a documentary about what it's like to live like. I the believe they actually did that on PBS. Yeah, I saw really? it. I saw yeah. it. The, the owners of that of that castle like took really? people on a tour. I, yeah, they, I they, say they, they, they did like a Stafford Prison experiment where they recreated like a, the class structure from yeah. hundred years ago, and it did not go well. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I got to run. Okay. But next time Gary. I come back, I want to talk about all this stuff in more detail. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with no Gary. Dun, 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 dun. I guess they all play right, music. Not an actual break. Oh, we can take an actual break. No, no we, we don't need, need to. We don't okay. need to break. And we're back. Um, Brad Shoemaker, have you been? Do we? Do you want to talk about more news before? Are we good? Are we good on that? X Bone. I'm good. We didn't talk about Wi-Fi Direct, which is kind of interesting. I, I, yeah, it sounds like that's at least initially going to be mostly for the controllers. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. yeah. And and then if they like the things that the other crazy demos that we've seen over the years, like that, like that projector that you put behind you the that projects the this year? yeah, like if that would be a Wi-Fi Direct type okay. thing because you need a fair amount of bandwidth I, for that. Some some speculation it, the, it could help facilitate like smart glass stuff, you know, like kind of yeah, compa- smart glass com- companion tablet stuff. And its implementation has not been wonderful. No, it's not good. So and far. they were really pushing it as like smart yeah, class yeah. is the way to do third screen. Like so many, so many Microsoft screen. initiatives just die on the vine. It seemed like this could be another one of those. But like, what? I mean, were you guys aware of Wi-Fi Direct before this? I'd never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, what's the What's the benefit of using that for stuff like controllers? Is there? Um, it's probably any? more bandwidth than what okay. you get with Bluetooth. Okay. And and cheaper than building your own IC and and building your own protocol. And, and can they still? I don't know what battery life is like though. Can, can they still make it proprietary in such a way that other people can't? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Yes, they can make the way were, the console were, talks to the the controller. They were very restrictive about the wireless technology in the 360. Very right. Like but that's they, because they, it was a custom chip. Well, that's what I mean. Protocol. That's what I mean. I was surprised to see them move away from a fully enclosed my, standard for that. My hunch is that the costs on that are such that it's not worth. It just made sense. Yeah, and and looking at the number of people who are buying third party PlayStation controllers. You know, PlayStation used Bluetooth. Right. We used Bluetooth. Yep. There are no third-party PlayStation or Wii controllers that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, so they just did it. They, they made it. They locked it down another way. Mm. Um, and I wonder if that's going to then allow you to use that new controller with PCs. Uh, that it remains in. The, I, I would say don't throw out your Xbox 360 controller. Yeah. Well, is, there, is there a wired version at all, or a wire, was there a wired they port? Did, they didn't I say. didn't see USB ports. There on are, the there's only there are only three USB ports, and you're right. None of them are on the front. There's two on the back, which yeah. are not very easily accessible, and then there's one on the side. It's a bummer yeah. if you can't use that new controller with a PC. Um, the uh, I, I, I you know I'm okay either way. The current one is uh, the, this is the button layouts are all the same, yeah. so you'll be fine with. You the can old. leave that plugged in, Gary. Oh, shit. Yeah, I might have hit the button with that. So what were we talking about before Gary killed the camera? Uh, USB ports on the Xbox One. Um, no front USB ports. Doesn't not unsure doesn't, that this new Xbox controller will be able to work with PC. I, yeah, yeah. I freaked out at first when I saw no no USB ports on the front, and I was like, "Where am I going to put my USB stick that has my profile and saves on it?" And I was like, "Oh right, that will all be in in the cloud, yeah, the Azure colored cloud." Um, or you can buy a $2 USB extension cable and run it from the back to the front. Yeah. Which USB like 3 extension cable. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's the high points. Um, Pretty much, yeah. End I'm of just, this year. I'm just, yeah, they said buy, later this year. You're going to buy both PS4 and Xbox. Thanks, is, 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 I mean, if, if PS4 is unsubsidized and Xbox is subsidized, I could see people buying both. I have set aside monies. I'm, I am... I am, but the thing is, you're not going to get rid of your 360. No. Zero backward compatibility. Oh, we didn't talk about that at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, games and arcade games, which is weird. 
uh, it, it makes sense because the architecture is completely different. But it's, yeah, there was that rumor floating around a couple weeks ago that this would so so it's all but confirmed that there will be a ninety nine dollar three sixty announced at at E three. Oh really? Yeah. So because the SOC yes version of the three sixty. Like people like looked at engineers LinkedIn profiles and stuff and saw that the, like a a new yeah like a system on a chip version of the three sixty has yeah. been designed. Yeah, so right and, now... And Matrick Matri- Matri- made that comment, like, we'll have news about the future of the Xbox 360 at E3. So a small 360? So, like, it, the idea like, is that it'll be, like, an Apple TV competitor. Well, oh but still with goodness. a disk drive. Uh, Theoretically? Maybe. Like, some of the... It, that's probably all speculation. Like, but, one one rumor had said it might be a diskless version. So just for arcade? Oh, and, well, and, and download most full, of the retail games download, yeah. are on the marketplace yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, I'd be down for that. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you could buy your $99 Tiny 360 just as an archival thing. That'd but the, the rumor was, since that SOC existed, that the new Xbox was also going to have that in there. Yeah, but that's an expensive thing. But, to yeah, it's probably too expensive. And, and it ended that up would not, mean a second so. skew having backward compatibility for the, $100. The, well, not necessarily. Oh, yeah, but if they were going to charge more for it, yeah. People are mostly worried about preserving their downloadable games on both of these systems. Yeah, like, if I look at like, the games that were my favorites on this generation, it's stuff like Bastion and Spelunky and, and like, like those downloadable. Of course, most of those are going to end up existing on Steam, too, so yeah. I kind of don't care as much. Right. Um, well, the, well, but it sucks to have to buy all that stuff three times. Sure. Also. Or, well, the, the, the like, good. a lot of people who never played PS2 games on the PS3, like, how many times do you have to do that? Yeah. You just save the old console, save the That's Dreamcast, That's and break what it I out when say. you want to play mean, Crazy Taxi. Absolutely. Like, the backwards compatibility is a non-starter for me. I mean, the big concern for people is that disks don't go away if you take care of them, but the servers, like the download servers, might yeah. vanish at some point. And there's no easy way to back that stuff up uh, either. You're really. right, but that the thing people don't seem to understand or that they need to understand is that is a completely other issue from the backwards compatibility problem. Yeah. Because like a lot of people I see uh, I see a lot of people saying like I don't care if the disc games work, I just want the the downloadable stuff, but if you have one, you have the other. And if you don't have one, you don't like they're they're both right. Pieces you need of software. both pieces. They're both pieces of software written for the same architecture. It doesn't matter how you got them. What, yeah. Or that doesn't determine whether you can play them on the new system or not. But discs are special. The c- yeah. discs, get ready for discs to not be special anymore, Norm. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, just hang on to your old console. Uh, do you think that with this generation, with PS4 and, and Xbox One, that we're going to see a price increase in games in... Or I think, think 60 is still... Didn't, didn't Activision make some, make some noise about wanting to go or EA or somebody about... There was a, in one of the calls, there was some... There was some well, hubbub. EA got rid of online pass, so we're not going to see the... But, 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 but the DLC stuff. In, in, but, light, in light of this, like, kind of the new DRM solution for games, you can kind of see why. Yeah, if the, if the rental... If the used copy fee is the price of the retail game, then... Then it's fine. Then, yeah, everybody... Then they win. And they can still sell DLC after um, that. The, you said something a second ago that, that triggered something that I have now forgotten entirely. Um, what were you talking about two seconds before? Uh, uh, online pass, $70 games. Let's work backwards here. Um, Backward compatibility, download servers. Download servers. Okay. 360 SOC. Uh, 360 SOC. Where, where are we going there, with there's this? Room, there's room in this with this Jaguar stuff to further shrink this process and make it more efficient smaller and lighter because they're on a relatively high large process size for this what's the process large. size i thought it was 40 nanometers right oh, is that what man says was it? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry 28 yeah it's 28. 28 um and, the, and the an, current one is 40 nanometers yeah. sorry and, and anon said the like the es ram and stuff in there like that stuff will scale really well with the die shrinks yeah and and it's right now it's multiple dies inside one package there's an opportunity of course for them to make all one die 
so in the future. When you say die, like you put in like your your Intel Core CPU, like the die is the thing on no, top. No, 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 that's the heat shield. That's, that's the, the heat package. Spreader. That's yeah, the die. So, oh, the die is actually very tiny, right? So, so when you take off that that piece of metal on right. top of a CPU, currently on most modern CPUs, there's one piece of silicon, one silicon chip that's been etched by whatever process right. they're using now. Um, like on a substrate. In the old right. days, when dual core CPUs first came out, like Pentium Ds or Pentium Four Ds. It was actually two CPUs, two piece, two dies in one processor package that then connected across the system bus. And sometimes you can see that if you look at the bottom of the CPU, right? Like yeah, b- between the pins, there'll be a two, gap. Two so my, so gap. my question about these APUs is like, what under what is underneath the heat shield? Like, there are two separate Jaguar physical so Jaguar dies. Our my understanding is that there. And this is what Norm said, and what Anand can, Anand said is that there are two. Separate dies underneath each CPU in each CPU package for the PS4 and the 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 Xbox One. And does that mean there is also a separate discrete die for the GPU? No, no, no. Because no. in each each uh, uh, Jaguar Jaguar is CPU GPU. Yeah, because okay. each each okay. APU is a CPU GPU. So there's two of those okay. in each of these. So there's only two dies underneath that thing. Unless that ESRAM is a separate die. Gotcha. Okay. Which we don't know. Gotcha. Um, that, that kind of would make sense because it, it like the question about the ESRAM is how they're going to use it. Is it a cache for the, for the larger system memory, which is the traditional thing to do. It could also be a high speed interconnect for the two Jaguar C- APUs to talk to each other. You, which you is ridiculous it. when you're talking about cache because you're talking about use typically one or two megs of, right. of cache. Well, well not anymore. CPU. I, I've actually talked to a couple of programmers like they're not necessarily working on Xbox one games. This right. is just speculation based on them looking at the specs, but, uh, and also, Anon said basically the same thing that they told me, which was like, you know, that that 32 megabytes is big enough for the frame buffer. It's probably going to largely be used in graphics applications, right. feeding the GPU stuff. Um, they well, actually because on the 360, if if the if those APUs have to go out to slow system memory to talk to each other, right. like that could be a huge right? huge problem for yeah. the three for the one compared to the PS4, right, right. which has much faster system. So, I mean, memory. there's no doubt the PS4 is a faster machine. But but the what I had been told was that if you use that ESRAM yeah uh, intelligently, and who knows if Microsoft's going to facilitate this through their dev tools or if you'll have to yeah. code for it by hand or whatever. But but that that will it's not going to completely close the gap, but it will at least bring them closer it, to, it, it, closer yeah. to parity. High speed you, cache has long been used uh, used as a way to make parity. Right. Um, and an onset with the, faster the, memory. The same thing. Yeah. But the. Um, the big the big question is how many units can they ship, and if they come out to a huge lead because they're doing a subsidized price this holiday, then then it's not gonna like you said it's not gonna yeah, matter. Specs don't mean because jack shit if they target the mainstream right. with better features or not even better, but just features that more people want. So the same rules apply, and they get it out there cheaper. Yeah, it's the same thing. You buy the console generation. that has the first party games you want. Yeah. Yep. Totally easy enough. Two hundred bucks, ten bucks a month. That's it's a lot. A lot you can sell. That's, man, I don't know. That sounds. Little, I think it has to be twenty bucks a month. That sounds, that sounds a little generous to me. Twenty bucks a month. Wow. Yeah, half a cell phone bill. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Two hundred and no, there's no way. I don't think so. Because what is that? That's only four hundred and forty dollars yeah. over the life of the console. No, I don't mm-hmm. think that. Hey, while you're Brad, you've got a blast off here in a minute too, unfortunately. But um, do you want to talk about uh, space food? While we while we're while we're here, do you want to talk about space stuff after Brad leaves or? Brad, do you have in, interest in space? We, we got, space make, food? we got Maker Fair to talk sure. about. We got lots of oh, shit to talk about. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm. We'll let you be the judge. Maker I'd, Fair. I'd rather talk about space food than Maker Fair. Okay. Space food it is. What you got against makers? Nothing. Just, yeah, why do you hate the future, man? It's the future I, of American I, manufacturing, I Brad. I don't. fuck is wrong I with you? I want to know about space based manufacturing. Um, it's happening. Yeah. We ate a lot of space food. Yeah. 
when we went to Houston a few weeks ago. How was it? Better than I expected. Yes, I think that's accurate. Like I was, what, what are we talking? Very here? high ice cream or no, 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 no. Like no astronaut ice cream. Dehydrated lasagna. So they put out um, when we went down for the for the two videos that we did with Dave Chang. Uh, the video we did with Dave Chang, Tracy Desjardins, and Chris Hadfield. Um, they the the people at the Space Food Systems Lab set out a massive spread of food that the chefs had requested to taste, and it was basically all they were tasted either in its natural form, like unrehydrated as freeze dried stuff, or in these packs, like therm stabilized packs, like MREs kind of. Okay. And of course, modern chefs they love freeze dried stuff. Freeze dried stuff is it's super hot. Concentrated right flavors. Really? And yeah. Wow. I so mean, when well, we went to Modernist last year, they have a freeze dryer in there that they they were just basically said they were they're putting whatever they had in there. They would freeze dry it and see what it tasted like and and go from there. Um, it concentrates flavors. Dave Dave Chang said he takes freeze dried strawberries and uses them to make strawberry ice cream yeah. because it's so much more potent strawberry flavor than you get with just a, a Got, normal wet strawberry ramen. Straight up freeze dried ramen. Wait, he, dehydrated ramen. He's not he's not the guy on Mind of a Chef, is he? He is. He was on Mind of a Chef. Oh, hey, you know that guy? Yeah, it yeah. was a fun trip. Wow. He's, Mom- a he's the Momofuku. It's yeah, it was yeah. a great show. Oh great yeah, show. that show's awesome. Holy crap! Um, Holy crap! Man, anyway, so <laughs> we took him to the worst barbecue place. Yeah, yeah, it was a real. Texas. We took him to a terrible barbecue, and we so, drove forty minutes to get there. How how do you find? How could you possibly find terrible barbecue? I trusted in Texas? Yelp. So the, the, yeah. the thing that Yelp I needs... I didn't know that existed. This is the thing that... I, this, this taught me the lesson. What Yelp needs is a filter that lets people say whether they want to eat by portions, like whether they rate by portion size or by flavor. Okay. And we accidentally went to a portion size place. See. It was not... It, like, the sauce was okay. It was embarrassing. Uh, he, was he, he not? He was not happy. No, no he, he he's, he's super chill. He rolled with it. Yeah. He was... He was super yeah. cool dude. Well, his whole thing is he, he, he makes fancy ramen. So yeah. he like spent time in Japan eating at all the bad ramen places and the good ramen yeah, yeah, places, yeah. and you know. So he's he's a man of the people. Um, the peach cobbler was okay. Yeah, yeah. So what, did you guys opt for the the re- reconstituted rehydrated? So we, version, we had or? some rehydrated stuff, some freeze dried stuff, some the the canned stuff that was just uh, thermal stabilized. Yeah, um, that's just like an MRE. Okay. So so well it. It is packaged the same as an MRE. It's all custom food for MREs because the thing, one of the things we learned is that the salt and f- salt and fat and caloric content of MREs is is way off what you need in space. Yeah. Mm. Like they have to be really careful about f- eating too much salt because that contributes to muscle and bone loss, uh. and also like vision problems that persist beyond. Uh, the space fight. So, so if you're there for six months and you eat too high salt to diet, then you can have vision loss that that permanent. doesn't doesn't come back when you come back to gravity. Wow. Um, so once the, then the only way you can find out that's going to happen is to go up there and stay, and they kind of monitor you while you're there. Um, and if it seems like you're starting to experience symptoms, then they cut your sodium intake dramatically. So eating in space very bland. Um, no, no, no. They use a lot of hot sauce. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot of the stuff was had like was very saucy, hmm. both as a uh, like to, to help keep it together, like to make it easier to eat. Cause one of the things that we didn't realize, and we learned this watching Dave, Chris Hatfield eat asparagus in space is that like eating things that aren't glued together with some sort of sauce is real hard. Cause it's going to bounce all over the place. Sure. Um, mixing stuff in space is very challenging. So we weren't able to mix like, like there's no, well, they don't have bowls yeah. obviously cause bowls are useless. Yeah. Valueless. Yeah. Um, but they stir stuff up. We, t- we tasted a ton of food, um, and with very wildly varying results. What was the best? Uh, what were the best and worst? Um, Top two and worst. Uh, two. The freeze dried grits 
are awesome. Ugh. So they're like rice cakes, cakes okay. that taste like corn. Okay. So they Cheese taste grits or, or, or the butter hominy. Uh, ho- yeah, grits are ground up hominy. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the freeze dried grits a lot. It wasn't the but best butter thing. Grits? The butter grits, not yeah. the cheese. Yeah, I can see that being all right. Um, the uh, strawberries, of course, are always good. So how is it dispensed? I mean, it, like you said, you can't just open a package because it would just go flying. Well, no, you can't open a package, but so the uh, thermostabilized MRE style ones are long packages, kind of like in a... Uh, it's like a pouch about okay. five inches by three So are you going to kind of cut one end so open and cut a corner. squeeze it out? You could cut the small end and yeah. use a long spoon, or you can cut the long end and use a short spoon. Or use a long spoon, as he did. Yeah. And, and for these, and the, is this all stuff that would be in use on, on the ISS or yeah, for so shorter this is, missions? No, this okay. is all, so all the ISS food has to be stable at room temperature. Okay. That's, there's no refrigeration on the space right. station to speak of. I wonder, uh, oh, is, what's the climate control like, though? 70 degrees. Really? Sure sleeps. No air conditioning. Sure. But if it's 70 all the time, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I wonder, I don't know if they told you, uh, when they send people up there, do they tr- do they travel with the entirety of the food they'll need for their stay, or do they get like shipments? No, so yeah, so they they eat. Um, they called it pantry style, and what happens is that several times a year there are uh, supply missions that come up either in like Dragon X capsules, which are new. Mm-hmm. The ESA has a capsule. Uh, the Russians send yeah, progress sure missions. Contract out a lot, right? Um, yeah, and and everybody sends their food up and their supplies up in different way. And those those missions bring uh, food, clothes, water. Um, oh, you know, all the stuff that they need to survive, plus science stuff as well, obviously. So different countries have, like, different pantries? Like, does the Russian pantry yes. get raided by the Americans or so, something? So the Russians have their own food supply. The Americans have their own food supply. It seems like the ESA in Japan, when they send astronauts up, also send food with them. JAXA, isn't it? Uh, JAXA is yeah. the Japanese space agency. Uh, um, and then the astronauts, in addition to the stuff that NASA makes for them, they get a personal supply of food that they can have processed. It's okay, like cause, eight cause, kilos. Because I, I was going to ask, like, they must have a very regimented system for how much you can eat every day, right? It's like uh, I, it's it's not monitored, like, perfectly clinically, but, okay. you know... It, Basically, so each of the pantry boxes has a selection of everything that's available, and they say, okay, it's Friday, you can open up a new pantry box, and this is going to last until such and such a day. Okay. So as long as they don't use that up too fast or too slow, then everything's cool. So they just need to kind of monitor their own intake. They, they, they're responsible for their own stuff most of the time. To be Sometimes, fair, I mean, you've, you've never seen a fat astronaut, right? Like you're if you're you, working out if two and a half hours, hours well, not a day. Well, yeah, not yeah. only that, but if you have the drive to become an astronaut and get up there, you probably have yeah. the self-discipline to not overeat. So. Yeah. Well, and you're also naturally losing bone bone and oh, muscle sure, mass. Sure. Um so yeah, the food was the food was much better than I expected. Like the freeze dried stuff was all pretty good, um, especially the vegetables were like like the texture was always a little rough. Yeah, but the flavor and stuff was good. Uh-huh. Um, from talking to from the, from the messages we've gotten from Chris, it seems like the thing that they miss after being up there for six months is fresh fruit and vegetables. Yeah, yeah, I can see because that. like you don't get crisp stuff. It's all very chewy and mushy. And, and, yeah, lots oh. of hot sauce. Barbecue there. brisket, yeah. just as good as if not better than. That Austin brisket. It was, <laughs> probably, it was probably better than what we had at the bad barbecue place. Wow. Um, the uh, let's see what else did we have? We had the c- drinks were interesting. Uh, all the drinks come in like these big Capri Sun pouches, not full. No. Powder inside. Yeah. Yeah. And then they add water using the same thing they use to rehydrate yeah. the the freeze dried food. Room oh. temperature water, ambient temperature. Yeah. Uh, coffee. The, the coffee was freeze dried Kona coffee. Um, I can't remember the name of the brand, but we actually found it out afterwards. 
uh, and and you can buy it on the internet. It was it was much better than what I expect from huh. freeze dried coffee. It's, it's just something you would mix with hot water. They add hot water. But the neat thing is, how do you drink your coffee, Brad? Like uh, black, uh, oh, sugar, black, white, white, nothing. Okay, so, straight black. So you're simple. Yeah. But if you drink cream and sugar, then they have to premix that on Earth, and it gets shipped up months in advance oh, of your weird. arrival. They have like four different types of coffee, weird. four different types of tea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Huh. So you, you like you if you want cream and sugar in your coffee, you have to specify that way in advance. Oh wow! And the food has to last for up to twelve or eighteen months. So it take it can take nine months to get there sometimes, mm. depending on where it's being shipped up. Wow! Um, but but then once you're on station, the Russians and the Americans kind of trade food back and forth. Huh. So and there's uh, leftover food in the personal pantries of previous astronauts. Yeah. So you can leave your I'm maple. Sure, syrup I'm sure. I'm sure they're perfectly happy to leave it behind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, there's not much room in those Soyuz capsules, it yeah. seems like. But also, I'm sure they're totally sick of it. Yeah. Eventually. Your personal food probably is not the most exciting thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dave Chang made some shrimp and grits, shrimp, shrimp, cheesy shrimp and grits with the, uh, uh, and uh, Tracy made a space burrito. Um, <laughs> wow. And the space burrito was pretty rad. Yeah. Space burrito yeah. is a recipe that was used multiple times huh. on the space station yeah. after, after that video. Oh, wow. really? Where'd you find that out? Chris Adfield tweeted said that that he shared it with other astronauts and they no all kidding. enjoyed it as well. No kidding. Awesome. Wow. Part of their part of their menu That's now. Part what's of the repertoire. What's their bandwidth like up there? It's b- good yeah. DSL most of the time. Really Pretty good actually. Huh. Yeah. Latency is not good, but yeah. The throughput sheer, throughput's through, yeah. decent. Yeah. Um, wow. There's, there's, it depends on the coverage area, like where the station's over at any given time. Yeah. There's like, there's, when we were there, we, uh, in a couple of weeks after Joey and Norm are back from a trip that they're getting ready to do, we'll have a video where, that we recorded in mission control. Um, and while we were there, it went from being like four high def video feeds to nothing. Uh, cause they passed from the high bandwidth area into the low mm-hmm. bandwidth area. Basically. I think they can do like six SD feeds or one or two oh, high def feeds. So you could, yeah. you could. Potentially buffer a YouTube video. Up there? Well, they can Skype from. They can Skype, they can okay. Skype with family members. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think they use it more for. Okay. Like they're not watching quickly. They don't exactly Sorry, have dude. open open access to the internet up there. No. Okay. No. The coolest. Oh, they thing, do have open access, but I think they use it probably judici- pretty responsibly. Judiciously, would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, the, the feeds are running nonstop. The video feeds. Yeah. So while we're in mission control, you know, there was one dude with several monitors and laptops with all the feeds, and then astronauts. You know, not doing PR things, actually working and communicating yeah. with mission control. Wow. It was really neat. Wow, that's, that's um, really cool. We talked about it a lot on this week's episode. It's still entitled, so you can talk. You can go there and find out more if you're interested in some of the other stuff we've done. Um, some of that stuff is on hold just because we had production pipeline issues, and it'll be up in, I guess, two or three weeks at this point, probably after E3. Know. Yeah, after E3. Yeah, sometime. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, that's that was NASA. Awesome. Um, worth every penny yeah. of my taxes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean... And and way more. Yeah. I mean... I just, so I get into the joke of NASA funding. So after after going to NASA, I downloaded Kerbal Space Program, which I I bought ages and ages ago and played with a little bit when it was still really rough. Do you know what Kerbal is? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really gives you a real appreciation for... <laughs> Uh, for the level of complexity of getting something just even to orbit. Sure. Much less building a space station in orbit over a 10-year period and keeping everybody alive and working and all that. So you should all play Kerbal is what I'm trying to say. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty um, ridiculous. You know, I initially thought it was pretty ridiculous and then I started reading forums and stuff. And like a no, lot you of You can the, play it as a straight simulator and yeah. take it super seriously, but I think you can have also have a lot of fun being Oh, you can be super it. silly, yeah. 
I like to get the spacecraft spinning and yeah. then send all my Kerbals on an EVA and see how far I can get them to go. <laughs> Poor Kerbals. It's a little mean. It's the new Lemmings. It is kind of the new Lemmings. Uh, anything you've been testing, Brad, you want to talk about? Um, Should we... Not really tech-wise. Uh, I've been testing a tragic amount of Dota 2 recently. I, I Tragic. You know, profound effects on my personal life. I thought you had problems when back in the StarCraft oh, days. Dude, like we way, thought about way having worse a Norman than StarCraft. Brad intervention. Ooh. But I, you know, maybe it's time to you know take a break, walk away. You know, I'm doing better after the first month. I'm okay. kind of settling into a rhythm now. Are you really enjoying it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I when we like my one experience with the what wasn't even called a MOBA back then, I guess, but I played Demigod for a while. We played mm. Demigod for a while, yeah. and. That it always left me feeling profoundly bad at the end of matches, mm. even when we won. No. Like I never had. Oh, no, you feel awesome when you win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> winning is pretty great. <laughs> you feel awesome when you really humiliate someone. At least, like for no, me, actually, when, I like, like I like the nail biters best. The ones that really oh, come down to the wire and that you so really just have to brutal. fight to, oh, to, to okay. pull to pull out. I guess the ones I didn't like were the ones where you would where you would have like you think it was close, and then it would open up really wide, and then it was just like forty five minutes of wrapping up. Yeah, that sucked. Somebody made an early mistake, maybe. How expansive is Dota? Like, do you feel like you have a grasp on some of it, all of it, none of it? You're, you're what a month my, in now? Yeah, uh, yeah, a month in. I've got uh, trying to think how many matches I would have played in that month. Let's say like eighty to a hundred. Okay. Like I've got a lot more than that on my profile from just kind of like dabbling with it over the past two years and stuff, but. Uh, my game sense, like my basic sort of like feel for who should be where and doing what at any given time is finally starting to kind of cohere. So you look at the other team and you're like, oh, he has this character, this character, uh, this not character. Not that so much. I'm not okay. really there yet, but it's more just like the flow of the action on the map and looking at like which, you know, it's based on the three lanes yeah. and kind of like looking at the state of each lane and figuring out like where the kind of hot spots are, where the trouble spots are, what they might be likely to do next. Like I'm finally getting a grasp of that stuff. Okay. The thing that just takes months and months of time is just learning all those characters because there's hundreds oh uh, there's a, hundred. a little over 100 right now okay uh and they're they're still adding more very slowly but um it's not just knowing what each guy does the, as you're playing them it's knowing what the guys that the other team is playing can do to you yeah and how to counter that and how to work with the other guys on your team you know it's like it, it is it's endless it, it takes forever to learn that stuff and do i've i've only played i bet less than still way less than half of the heroes do you play pub games yet a little bit here and there. Okay. Uh, I've mostly been playing with my friends who are way better than me, uh, which I think is making me learn a lot faster. Do they yell at you not to feed? No, they're really like they're really cool about it. Okay. They, for the most part, they've been really forgiving about stuff like that. Okay, uh, but they actually, I had like I had far and away my best game ever last night, and they were like very complimentary of like, wow, you're actually you're you're not you're not holding you're not demonstrably an demonstrably getting better at this game. That's good. Uh, and every time I go back to just a pub game, my ranking as a solo. It's still so low. I'm getting like kind of League of Legends refugees and people that have no idea what they're doing. Oh boy! So like at, at this point, I've played with enough skilled people that I'm like, uh, I feel like a tier above that. So is it a game you play one v one or is it like like can, can, like can no? It, it is it is purely five on five. Okay, like, there's no other way to play it. So when you go Except into there a are pub, bots. pub game just by yourself, then you will be you, you will be strangers. matched. You will be matched with four okay. potentially not very nice people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, horrible things. Or they could be cool. Like there there are some cool people out there, and they have really. A really smart and robust kind of commendation system and, and rating system for reporting people who are assholes and like bumping up people who are really cool. This is all the stuff uh, that they were beta testing in TF2 over the last yeah, like two yeah, years. Yeah, like right? just about every like sort of peripheral feature of this game from like the the 
moderation to the the kind of free-to-play economy stuff is all straight out of TF2, like all of it. So you'd be very familiar with all that stuff. So if somebody wanted to get into games and hasn't played any Dota, would you recommend this, or would you say that this is a bad idea? Um... I think it's definitely the least accessible of any of those style of games. Okay. Like, you'd probably be a lot better served playing League of Legends or something first. But this is totally free, right? This is... So, the, the one thing this has going for it that none of the others do is that, yeah, the, the second you download this, you have every gameplay-relevant thing that you'll ever need to play it. Yeah. All the stuff they sell is purely cosmetic, so... Huh. Um, every character is available. Every character, every- everything. straight. Like, and, and I'm sure they're making money hand over fist just on... I mean, I've spent probably $70 on it. On hats? On hats. What's your ah. what's your best hat? Are the hats character specific? Uh most of them, yeah. But there's also stuff like there's oh God, there's so the evil. Like, so like there's the courier character that ferries items out of your base to, yeah, to players. Like, like your they, little buddy. Tons of courier like animals and characters that you can buy. There are they do like HUD, like you buy skins yeah. that that will drop or you can buy. Uh, announcer packs like yeah, the Bastion announcer. Like I heard. The, the Bastion announcer is fantastic. Like there's a ton of personality in this stuff. It's really fun. A lot of fun. Oh, dark places, I'm Brad. Really, I'm, We're worried about you, man. I, I've I've pulled myself out of the hole a little bit. I'm, I'm. I I heard I heard that at one point you got in and started playing at like six o'clock in the morning on Saturday and went for ten hours. It wasn't quite that early, but yeah, it was definitely okay. like a sit down with morning coffee and then not get up until it's almost dinner time. Yeah, kind you of get, thing. don't do that, man. That's uh, bad for you. It is bad. You got to go see sun sometimes. I've I've, I've, I've scaled it back a little bit. You're I'm out doing, of the allergies. I'm season. doing better. I'm well, doing better. Speaking of things, Valve was doing. Oh, you want to talk about the Cast AR thing? Talk about the Cast. We AR. saw Cast AR at Maker Fair. The what? Have you heard about this? So, um, remember a few years ago when Valve hired uh, Mike Abrash yeah. and Jerry Ellsworth and a bunch of people to yeah. build augmented reality stuff, like well, wearable computing and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they fired them all earlier they this laid year. Off, laid yeah. off. Laid off. Abrash is still there. Right? Abrash is still, still there. there. About yeah. twenty-five people. You don't from fire that guy. Team. No. Yeah, he was. He, he was fires you. Get. Yeah, yeah. That's for, a that's a name. Um. So their hardware lab, hard, uh, what, it, they still have a hardware lab. They just are not pursuing certain types of AR. Uh, I think partially because I think VR, they're not pursuing AR at all. VR. I mean, Abrash is super interested in AR, but VR is has immediate commercial exactly yep. as demonstrated by Oculus Rift and, and interest there. Um, so Technical Illusions is the company that spun off from that stuff, and it's uh, Jerry Ellsworth and Rick Johnson. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Um, and they brought their prototypes to Maker Faire. So, so they were, which is incredible, like half a dozen glasses that they made by hand, 40 man hours each. That, at least those, is at what least. she said. Wow. And they let kids at Maker Faire try them and, and play them and just just as a place to show it off. So, so what does it do? Uh, so I, well, uh, we should talk about the 40. The 40 man hours are a lot of them were under microscopes, like, Solder, doing super fine soldering and stuff like that. When when she handed me the first prototype, I think I was one of the first people in the booth on the first day of Maker Fair, and she was like, "Just for, these these took a long time to make. Be careful." <laughs> yeah, when, when um, we were putting back them back on the table, they were like putting them away from the edge of the table because you didn't want them to fall on the ground. Yeah, yeah. They, like they were the most prototypey thing I've seen in a long time. But wow. so the 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 effect was really cool. Um, you put the glasses on. And instead of like a virtual reality situation where you fill your entire field of vision with something that's rendered, yeah. this, uh, when you look at a screen, and the screen is a, it's made of, um, the closest analog I can think to the material is like a license plate. You know how when you shine a flashlight at a license plate, no matter where you're shining it from, it, it reflects back at you? Yeah. It's the same kind of, same kind of effect. Um, 
So when you look at the screen, there's two projectors on either above either eye, and they project each eye's image onto the screen. To the reflective surface. Onto the reflective surface. So what you see is instead of instead of like um, when you do the AR stuff with a 3DS or something like that, and, and it kind of like you have to look through the screen, this just feels your whole field of vision okay. with whatever the augmented reality thing is. And they had some, uh, what I would say were pretty rudimentary tech demos, although the, the, the maze one was pretty robust. Um, that yeah. let you that let you interact with virtual stuff in the real world. Wow. So like they had a Jenga game uh, that you you use this wand to whack the bricks and the bricks fell off and dropped down into the into a hole. Were the bricks hanging in space or is it able to like like identify a table surface? It was able to identify the table surface. And you don't need like tracking points there on are the table. Points. Oh, you do. So there there okay. were two tracking points on the demos that we played, and these are just IR trackers because there's a camera in the center of the glasses. Uh, so it's a combination of projection technology, mm-hmm. like stereoscopy projection. So one projection for each eye, that's the big innovation, Yeah, uh, which means you're not looking at a 24-inch screen or a 3DS screen, and also pretty low latency head tracking using IR. And three-point IR was the most basic you can get for spatial tracking, but you can imagine... I think they were using five-point... Many, many more points in the future. Um, so the way they the way they denote the surface is that there were a couple of LED IR LEDs in a specific pattern that pulsed in a specific way um, that that uh, essentially served the same purpose as those weird cards that right. come with AR for games the, for the 3DS. For the 3DS. So this is not something you could just take anywhere and have it just work automatically. Um, well, you, the, you need the special reflective surface, and that the AR or the, the IR stuff is theoretically built into that. So you can like roll that up, have a scroll. Okay. You know, throw right. your scroll down on a table, <laughs> and then see a map of the. Or game world. see your D and D dungeon. Like imagine that your scroll is your game map, yeah. and you roll oh. that up, and everyone sees because you can have different people looking at the same yeah. time. It yeah. all tracks as long as you're tethered to your computer, huh. uh, and you could see or a, a phone. She said was the goal a 3D environment and move around it. Wow. And then interact with it. So that Norm and I were seeing the same. So one of the games was a zombie maze game, and basically in that you were both looking at you were both looking at the, we were both looking at the same game world. But both from our own perspectives, even when we were standing next to each other. So it knew where we were, it knew where the game world was, and it knew enough to render each one independently. It was really interesting. Huh. That's very like, cool. Like it's, it's the kind of thing that, even more so than the Oculus, it seems like they need to get dev kits out and get people building weird shit with it, and then, and then go from there. There's some gotchas. Um, the demo was in the dark room at Maker Only Fair. Works in the dark. It, it's going to have to be a dark room just because the Pico projectors that are on the glasses are pretty, pretty. You know, they don't generate a lot of light. Um, uh, you, in order for something else to track, so like they had this wand thing that you can put in the world. I assume you could also put like gloves with LEDs on the tips and and use them in the future. But in order for that to work, there also have to be cameras on the surface that so they can tell where your fingers or the wand or whatever are in relationship to the to the things that you're seeing. Um, they're going to do a Kickstarter, uh, so there'll be a Kickstarter to buy dev kits basically uh, later this summer. It seems like, and I mean, it was really cool. It was one of the coolest tech demos I've seen in a long time. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong with it, but I, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see what they do next. Very cool. Norm. It's kind of application that you can see go beyond games. Also. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And 200 bucks is what they're targeting which oh, is, for the glasses. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. I mean, cheaper than a, than an Oculus. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? Should we wrap it up, Norm? Uh, we, yeah, I think I may have to. You, Brad's got a blast. Sadly, take my leave. Um, I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a normal show. 
Uh, this is the. I won't be. Oh, you're not going to be I'm here. Not going to be here. Might be just a me cast next ah, week. Yeah. Talk. Talk to the camera. Will Smith rants. Box. Um, I don't think I have this, the teleprompter set up, so I don't know if I can do that. But we'll we'll figure it out. Um, Brad, anything to plug? You guys are going to be at E3 in a couple weeks. Yeah, E3 coverage coming up. Um, that's kind of the main thing, really. We're you know you're in the dead period. Well, people want to watch you play Dota. Yeah, if they want to do that, actually, I think today will be the first day that I won't be able to actually do that since I started it. Because <sighs> maybe got, the spell's broken. I've what is your a, streaming? Well, I've setup? got a, I've got a review on my plate and a bunch of E3 oh, meetings to book and stuff like that. Um, I'm just using a, I'm using an Open Broadcaster. If you're familiar with it, it's kind of you you know what I'm talking about. It's it's essentially an open source sort of competitor to XSplit. Okay. Uh, I so I haven't spent enough time to exploit with exploit to say for certain, but I think this is probably less kind of feature rich. But the biggest advantage it has, as far as I know, is that it hooks directly into the DirectX like API hooks. Okay. So like fraps, sorta yeah. So there's a, generally there's a lot less overhead for capturing just the game feed than there is with because exploit is just capturing kind of whatever's on on the screen. Well, you can also say you can, you can yeah, you can do more with exploit, but you can, but it, but the way it hooks into it is is kind of at yeah. a higher level. So the thing I've been told from people that do a lot of streaming is that OBS is better for if you just want to stream a game and not a bunch of other desktop stuff and you want to get better performance out of it. That's the thing to use. Plus, it's free. You know, yeah, exploit you is annual pay for a license. Yeah. Um, it's it's been it's been working really well. I mean, we built all those extra uh, Ivy Bridge machines at the office and using them for different stuff. And oh, cool! One of them is just in a back office, and I've been using it to do that stuff. Oh, so uh, you just go? So when you do those lunchtime streams, and that's yeah, it? like okay. it's just me. It doesn't take any other like you know production resources. No, nobody having that's to man, awesome. Man, the stream. It's just I go in there and start up broadcaster and future of games coverage. Yeah, hit, hit a couple of buttons and go. You know, it's like the the quality of the file that comes out is not quite as good as our big crazy production setup. But, yeah, but for one person's time, I think it, it's working pretty well good enough yeah cool yep um norm uh there's tons of tons of stuff from nasa on the site right now um maker fair videos are rolling out all week um yeah i'm trying to think what else we have cooking um i don't know just come to the site this it's been it's been this has been an awesome week for tested content so you should come check it out uh and we'll be back next week with another episode of the show and maybe next tuesday for still entitled i don't know we don't have one of those in the can yet so we'll see uh, oh, today's outro is brought to you by Benathon 2. Benathon. Hi there, I didn't see you. Oh, <laughs> this one. Um, should we talk about tech news a little bit? You know... <laughs>